Sanity Safe Space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. So, uh, Canadian Civil War when? I know. Yikes. <laughs> I could not believe the things I heard on Monday, which not that it matters. The, the timing for our Sunday stream matters, but it was kind of interesting to go from speculation about what might be coming up on Sunday night into Monday to see these people roll out some of the most insane authoritarian, tyrannical policies it's just I've incredible. ever heard. It's, it's amazing to hear, even though it's totally expected. I was just listening to this press conference like, it is, uh, yeah, it's it's almost like uh, movie type stuff or something. It's it's totally surreal. And what's even more bizarre is to see it on social media getting ravaged and ripped in the way that it should be. But mm-hmm. to see maybe half the replies saying, good, yes, unperson everyone Unreal. who disagrees with me politically. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of bearing the lead, but. To everybody who hasn't seen, I'm sure you have by now. If you haven't at least dabbled in what members of Justin Trudeau's team said on Monday at their press conference about how they are declaring an emergency. And if they believe that your bank account was used to support the truckers, they could suspend or freeze it without even a court order. Then they've now I've seen the information they're circulating in Ottawa that Ottawa is or is about to be declared essentially a no-go zone. You can't protest there. It's not just a matter of occupying the streets or blocking traffic, which I understand. It's it's a no-protesting zone, soon to be. So How can they even do this? I Well, you got to imagine the legal challenges are coming because the law that they're citing has specific criteria. And none of those criteria are reasonably met. They talk about serious threats to the lives of Canadians. They're... One person got hit by a car by someone who was pissed off at the protesters, and then they faked an arson attempt. Nobody's died. Nobody's been injured other than the people attacked. Um, It's interesting. They've never invoked this uh, in the history. They have invoked war powers previously. There was an act that was prior, but this bill was passed in 1988. They've never invoked it. Not for 9-11, not for the actual terrorist attack on Parliament in 2014. So if you not just if you're one of the truckers with your rig parked in Ottawa or at one of the border crossings, if you're just there to show support or if you if you cut a check. You (laughs) potentially could have your bank, your bank account frozen on a whim by these people. And not only that, but they they supposedly doxed at least some of the people who gave money on give, send, go. Oh, and the journalists are already at it targeting these people and there i saw at least one apology piece in in the ottawa uh is there a murder going on in the background there in the uh, ottawa citizen woman who donated to freedom convoy now says sorry and regrets what she has done i bet i bet she does so anyway uh 
I imagine we'll talk a little bit more uh, about this as the stream goes on. And I'm, uh, if we have some Canadian callers, I'd love to hear their thoughts on this too. Not that we're too far behind, but, but Canada is such an interesting story. I'm fascinated by because it's got a lot of people standing up in a way too few others, too few others have, I think. And then you have a crackdown that's rivaled by basically yeah. nobody else in the West. So who's going to win? Yep. I mean, this really is a clash of the Titans and I, I I'm, I'm fascinated by watching it. Yikes. Okay. Uh, you guys know how the call-in show works. Uh, most of you, anyway, if you are new to the show and you need instructions for how to participate, they are in the description uh, wherever you may be watching the video stream. If you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us an email question. Of course, the one and only place to do that is over on the website, the contact page. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We take those there and we will check in with your super chats every half hour as well. Other than that, uh, I'm ready to hop into it if you are. Yep. All right, let's talk to Zeke's first. Zeke's, are you there? I am here. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I spoke to you guys, I think, in December about uh, having to get the vaccine so that I could uh, go see some family in Canada. That's right. I remember. So within a day or two after I spoke to you guys, I actually got COVID. So, (laughs) and, you know, I... Assume it's Omicron, there's no way to really know, but uh, I got it at that time when everybody got it, and you know, the whole thing was all these people who did everything right, and they're grateful that, you know, it wasn't as bad. I'm not, I'm mad. I I did everything right, because I live in a county with a mask mandate, and I got a vaccine, uh-huh. and, you know, I still had symptoms, I still had, you know, not severe enough where I went to the hospital, but it... It kicked my ass for about three days. So Really? So how would you rank it, your experience with, say, other sicknesses you've had in your life, just typical flus or bugs? Was this uh, a usual type thing or was this worse than what you've experienced previously? So I think really the only thing comparable for me was the actual flu that I had when I was maybe 12 or 13. Hmm. And I think that was worse, but... COVID lasted longer for me. Like, I think, I think the flu I was over in like two days and, you know, it took me a solid three, four days to, you know, get to the point where I could even work from home. And how many shots had you taken before you got it? I, I had two, but I okay. had them both in the spring. So, you know, it had been, Oh, okay. I say six or seven months. So by their rules, I'm due for a booster. Yeah. Or at least I was. I'm sure that that's a, if you just had taken the booster, everything <laughs> would have been, you'd be fine. Yeah. Just fine. And I'm getting told that I should get the booster now. And, uh, told by whom? don't you regret it? Um, I don't regret it because it let me go see my grandparents and, you know, that was something I couldn't do for two years. And, so, you know, if that's what it took to to see them, I'm I'm glad I did it, but I'm not doing it again unless I have to. Like yeah. if Canada updates it and you know, in order to get in you've got to be boosted, then sure, I'll I'll probably do it because my grandparents are in their eighties, they don't have much time left and I'd like to spend some more time with them. But mm. if you know, if if that doesn't happen, I can't see myself getting it. 
Who is advising you to get boosted? It's partially my parents, partially, mm. you know, people that they know that are doctors and kind of COVID crazy, but, okay. uh, not necessarily your personal doctor, just just people in your circle, yeah. your social circle. Yeah, generally my circle, my parents, but uh, you know, I don't live with them anymore, so they they can't make me, and they they will still visit me. Like my brother was here last month, and they're like, you know, if I don't get it, it won't like ostracize me from them. So. Hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, man, it's I, I wonder you're saying that, that your vaccination status that you have now is sufficient for the Canadian authorities to let you in currently. As, as far but as have, I know, it is. But they I haven't mean, given you any indication that's going to change. No, but, you know, I wonder if what's they will. Going on there, that could change. Well, it's interesting minutes. because you have Trudeau and company digging in. But you have all the provinces, not all, but a lot of the provinces saying some combination of we're reopening, basically, in the case of Alberta or even in the case of um, Quebec, to pronounce it correctly. They're at least saying we don't want your federal emergency powers used uh, to enforce this nonsense here. There, a lot of the premiers are not really on board with this emergency declaration, at least. It's kind of, uh, as far as I understand, it's it's Ottawa more or less alone on this one. And by that, I mean specifically Trudeau and his people. Yeah, from what I can tell, it's Ottawa. And then the, the one province I've seen that's going along with it is British Columbia, which, you know, is all the way on the West Coast. Yeah. It's Vancouver and not much else. Um, but yeah, no, it is interesting. Well, and I think at least they're seeing pushback because they went so far so I, I hope so man i and, i it's been encouraging to watch us that worries me about us because it's been such a slow creep here that yeah will no. will it become too late for us to push back yeah 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 is it too late yeah well thank you for the call i appreciate it and uh all the best to you and your family thanks great talking to you guys have a great night bye well, oh, my instinct is to be mean to people that get the vaccine. <laughs> well, he's in a he's in a tough spot. I understand. I, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but I understand why he made the decision that he did. And when your grandparents are as old as his are, any day can be their last. I, I understand making sacrifices to preserve family integrity. I don't know. Um, as we've talked about before, I can understand why people would make that sort of decision, but you have to have your line. And it sounds like it sounds like he has his. My line doesn't have to be the same as your line, but if you don't draw one for yourself, they will push you every single time. Forever. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like it. Well I feel like um, a good grandparent would be like, Don't do that to come see me. You're young. We don't know that they didn't, but he knows that he wants to see them personally. Yeah. And that's what he has to do to do it. I get it. Um, I should have a heart. I get it. I don't know what I would do if my family was split across borders like that. That's a situation I'm not in, thankfully. But I understand why people would make that choice. Uh, Maul is up next. Maul, you there? I am here. What's on your mind? Hi. Well, I've been trying to get in for the longest time because I was for the pack for like last week, but something came up. But 
I inadvertently, the long story short, I inadvertently got some uh, uh, leftist timed out at another server talking about politics. <laughs> another Discord server? Yes. I don't know why you bother, but you always have stories about these. Uh... But, uh, but this was funny because I yeah. didn't even know that I timed him out. Well, well firstly, because he kind of spurred out. Well, what, what was the debate? Just, what was the what was the topic? Well, okay, so the topic was when uh, when Joe Rogan decided to apologize ah. for his old thing, and I t- and I pretty much said I pretty much said stop fucking apologizing to people who hate you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and because they because they want you they they don't care they want you gone they want him gone and I was like don't even bother apologize act accordingly with these people by telling them to fuck off yeah shut the fuck up. And this guy went off to tell it. Well, first he he's telling me he, he was telling me like I he should he should apologize. And he called me an ass hat. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he just went off. You're an ass hat. He went on about like uh, calling Trump supporters something. Uh, called the call it Trump supporters pretty much akin to Al Qaeda. <laughs> okay and you talk about the january 6 and all this and, and all this other well, stuff, so what was his position on joe rogan that his apology he was supposed to apologize and he should did he actually say good job joe rogan because i'm i'm surprised he'd be uh mm. a true progressive would be willing to give him credit for the apology you know it's funny i have all of this i'll have all his spurging out like uh basically um uh, documented all of it i thought like i screenshotted the whole thing well another discord scalp claimed i suppose <laughs> do you keep you keep record but of my, all of these people huh do you keep record of all of your trophies well that was the well that was one of three well 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 the other two they just blocked me for they just blocked me i'm just like you know what fine because they're bad act, they're bad faith actors anyway i wouldn't care but the but this was my first time I actually got someone timed out. And here's the thing: the mods they're kind of like uh, the mods are kind of like left wing as well, but they're not like so far left. But even they said you're kind of skirting around. You're skirt. You're kind of skirting the rules. You might end up getting timed out. And well, they warned them. And they they and here's the and here's the funny thing: nobody disputed what I said was wrong. Well, I mean, that's they typical all, in that sort of debate. It's not really about substance. It's more about uh, accusations it, 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 and theatrics and stuff. But re- really quick, before we let you go, what's your general take on the whole Joe Rogan situation? What uh, What's your perspective on it? I stand by what I say. He should never have apologized to people who hate him. Yeah, of course not. Mm-hmm. But, oh, uh, fun, one more thing. This all happened while I was asleep on a train on my way to my second job. <laughs> that's, so I suppose that's a so good use I, of travel time. Like I like I I typed out all of I typed up that one thing on uh on it when I was getting off on my first job I got on the bus got on the train I fell asleep because it was a long train ride and he just spurred off I kind of <laughs> wish I was there because I would have told his ass off when he first <laughs> told me he called me an ass because I don't take kindly to insults and the other guy right. decided to said he blo- blocked me he's just like. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm glad you blocked. I'm glad I blocked you blocked me because I don't care. <laughs> okay. Well, congratulations on your Discord championships and <laughs> yes. uh, and Godspeed well, in the uh, future contests. 
Hopefully they call hopefully I get one that calls me a UT. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man. We'll catch you All next right. time. All right. That calls him a what? Whoops. Uh hold on. Make sure I didn't do this right. Uh sorry, I almost uh made a wrong move in the Discord server. I heard UT. I actually didn't catch that joke. I don't know. So don't um yeah. You know, uh, have they the Joe Rogan thing is really cooled off. Have they really just kind of hid down in the bunker until this went away? Nobody seems to care really. What anymore. are they supposed to do? I mean, well, I, I sort of for a while there, it really looked like Spotify was cracking and going to cave. And then they just kind of stopped talking about it. People always get bored. Let this be a lesson again to people that just hang on until it blows over. And then yeah, just don't look at your Twitter for back. like three days and they'll yeah, tire themselves out. Yeah, totally. Okay, let's try uh, Senor Cartage. It's probably not proper uh, Spanish pronunciation, but uh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me all right? Yes, yep. sir. What's in your mind? Uh, well, I just had a general question kind of about, you know, I know that stuff going on is, uh, it, it doesn't exactly parallel things that have happened in history. There's more sort of tools at our disposal now than there were in the past, but in recent history, can you think of any examples of things that sort of mimic this in, I guess, in ways that would make someone, just the average person, able to, I guess, uh, sort of prepare for what's to come? I mean, we can look back and do an autopsy on what went wrong, but yeah, in the meantime, there's got to be things that you can do. I mean, it seems like the, the, the initial reaction right now for most people is to either lean into things or to try to find ways to withdraw from society. But, you know, I, I can't think of any examples where people were basically being ostracized or more or less banished from modern society for things like this. And yeah, I don't know. No, not, not in my time, a lifetime, at least I can't think Do you mean of... in our society. Uh, I guess any. Oh, well, I mean, they do stuff like this in China. Well, that's different. I, mean, yeah. really, I, I suppose it's I more guess, the norm. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to look for the things that I can refer to and sort of get. It's, for me, the the response is find ways to be indifferent to this, you know, until it actually is a yeah. problem that's at your door. And but, I hear people say that sometimes, like, "Listen, we've had politically divided times before. We get through them. People are mad. Then they kind of forget about it. We all go on with our lives." I could believe that if it was simply a matter of we passionately disagree with each other politically, but we don't mess with each other in that way. Like we're going to get your bank account frozen. We're going to make sure that you can't participate in polite society. It's right. it's far beyond just passionate disagreement. Like I think yeah. you're an idiot and I want nothing to do with you to you shouldn't be able to have a life in the same country as me. And I don't know how you right. reconcile. Like, how do you reconcile that? Yeah, it's not it's all, but they've all, but said, we want you to die. I, <laughs> Pretty much. And I definitely firm... said that. It, well, some it, people say that they won't come out. Not everyone will come out and say it. The politicians won't say it yet. Yeah. I, yeah, well, you can certainly find it on Twitter. And I f firmly believe that if these people had a button to delete all of us, uh, they would hit it without any moral consideration whatsoever. Right. Um, that's just my, speculation it's my perspective but yeah I I, right. I I agree that i don't want to be overly dramatic i'm with you that i want to keep things in perspective and not uh be a chicken little sky is falling person every single day 
But at the same time, I don't see how countries are shared under these terms that are developing right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not interested. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just I just don't really understand how anything but a separation of our lives and our government is going to remedy this. <clears throat> I just can't see the government agreeing to something like that unless they definitely won't. Preceded yeah. that. And yeah. I'm not interested in conflict, but I don't know what I don't know how things are going to end up moving without that happening first. And I'm not saying that we should initiate anything. It's just uh, it, no one's going to agree on amicable terms. That's what's such a weird paradox about the whole situation. They look at all of us with such contempt. And I don't mean to say that we don't look at them with contempt in many cases either. But the difference is they look at us with contempt, but also will not let us leave. I will happily let them leave. If I could move yeah. to a state and be promised to be left alone by them forever, uh, I will pack my things. I'll move to I'll move to the south where I never thought I would live in a million years. If you will just yeah, leave me alone country, if it takes that, if you will just but leave me alone, I will go there. But they're there's they no don't to agree to that. It's so weird to hate someone, but not let them leave. It's I can't like understand that mentality. Mother. Some kind of an abusive relationship, I guess. Yeah, it's a control thing. So I don't know. Um, before we let you go, do you have any more thoughts you got? Can you, can you give me the case for optimism or indifference? Uh, I guess things aren't so, I mean, I guess, no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't feel in my gut that things are completely hopeless. I just, I'm looking out and feeling like I, I'm personally in a position where I can operate sort of indifferently to a lot of this stuff, but I know not everyone is in that situation. And uh, I feel like that's going to get more and more constrained as time goes on. And I just don't want it to be a surprise to anyone. So yeah. I guess try to operate and accept that the future that you thought you were going to have, the life that you wanted to live is not yeah. really plausible anymore. And yeah, spend your true. savings on silver and ammunition. Yes. I think we have to adjust our expectations. That's a good point. Right. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah. yeah have, have a great night. You too. What uh, you you speak of adjusting expectations? How, how low should we go in this game of limbo? Well, what are the expectations? My husband was telling me about the the happiness rates of the Finnish hmm. are extremely high, and a lot of that is that you know they live amongst whites in like a uh, in the same sphere of political ideology. One, there's not like a vastly different group of people in Finland, although it's getting worse. But a lot of it has to do with uh, them having expectations of mediocrity in their lives i think this attitude this dream big attitude has been really destructive to the western psyche well i suppose there's a difference between dream and expect you know you say expect i had a college professor who he was a psychology professor everybody thought he was a damn genius and he had this story about a monkey like a lab monkey who had been conditioned, they, they gave this monkey bananas and other good food, and then when they would give him lettuce, he'd be all pissed off. But then they conditioned him to like lettuce over time, and then when they'd give him a banana, he would just be thrilled. And the moral of the story was, expect lettuce. And I always hated that, because it's like, why would I expect and accept mediocrity? That's a terrible lesson. But not necessarily but, mediocrity, but think of success in a different way. Like, yeah. if you have a family and a a job that keeps food on the table that you, that you don't hate going to every day. Like that sounds like a very successful life. Like if you love your spouse, things like that, everybody in America thinks like 
I have to be such a great success. I've got to make it in New York. I've got to have this, this type of job. I have to have this car. It's the expectations are, are totally insane. It's like, you should be happy being a plumber with a wife that loves you and, and two kids like that, that should be the dream. Well, and those are, um, the great achievements. Maybe achievement is the wrong. I, I don't know. Those are, those are the things that are going to fulfill you the most, uh, yeah. is that, that sort of, um, family situation. And, but yeah, most I, people are average, and so when we have these expectations of our lives or our own abilities, it's only going to end in complete disappointment. I suppose. I just don't want to lose that. I, I suppose uh, the only maybe the philosophy I would counter with is like aim high, but accept, but be comfortable with letdowns. You know, I always want to try to be improving yeah. and and pursuing something, but you have to be okay with not meeting that goal today too. You shouldn't. That shouldn't be a source of disappointment or depression or anything yeah that's why that's what families are for to your point that's they keep you happy families keep you happy no matter how shitty everything else out there gets that's kind of the point they at least them. keep you grounded yeah all right let's talk to uh euro poor euro poor are you there yeah hello what's Hi. on your mind uh, can you hear me can... yeah i can hear you. your mic is coming in really <laughs> soft for me i don't know if you can get that Closer or up a little bit, but I'll do what uh, I can. I think that's just my voice. My voice a bit. Uh, my voice is a bit uh, low. All right. Well, give me a little. Give me a little oomph in that voice, and uh, what's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get into this call for about a month now. Hmm. So. <laughs> well, thank you for calling. Uh, yeah, I I forgot to do the roll call uh, twice in a row. So it was just, it was just I was just sitting in the uh, waiting room for. for Sorry noise. about that. I know it's a little bit yeah. complex, but it is the system that we have. You know, no, that that was that was completely my fault. But yeah, I was uh, I I've, I've been thinking about topics for about a month now. And All I, right. I've been thinking about I've been thinking about the uh, the equity thing. Like the word equity in general, mm -hmm. it's been uh, to to remember back in uh, twenty sixteen, uh, people like Sargon and uh, Peter Molyneux. They used to be uh, they used to say, uh, "Don't confuse equity to equality." Yeah, but yeah, back then I was thinking like no, no one's using equity like what you're talking about. It doesn't make any sense. Why? Why are you talking about equity? No one, no one's using that term. But <laughs> well, now it's now one of their are. now yeah. it's one of their favorite words. Yeah. Though I'm still, I just take equity to mean equality of outcome. But I don't know how they define it. It seems like when they talk about equity, that's what they mean: equality of outcome. But how do yeah, they? Yeah, but they it? they pose it as a quality of opportunity. That's how yeah, they get away with yeah. this. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what Sargon and. Uh, uh, Peter Molyneux and those, they, they were saying Stefan that, Molyneux? I was like Peter Molyneux. Is there a Peter? Does he have a brother or something? <laughs> I, 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 Does he? Yeah, that, that's that's the game de developer. I'm sorry, I, I confused those two. Ah, but, is that, he yeah, that, is that, he Stefan Molyneux's brother? No, I didn't no, I think so he, he means Stefan, uh, right? Is it Stefan or Stefan? I don't want to. It's Stefan. It's Stefan. Yeah, right. Peter Molyneux is the game developer. I'm sorry. That, oh, he's just a totally different guy. Unrelated. 
Yeah. Oh, I, d- yeah. I knew that he had a, a brother, so I was just wondering if they were... Related. Okay, I don't know Peter Molyneux. I, I don't know who that is. That, that, uh, forget about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to okay. equity. Did you have more thoughts on that? Yeah, the, like, that was uh, four years ago. Mm-hmm. That was, no, no, that's, that's six years ago, 2016. That's, yeah, that's a long time ago. But they were, they were uh, warning us about uh, equity back then. And this came from the video game context, you say. Was that the context in which Sargon was talking about it? I can't remember. But, of course, Sargon famously just wanted to play video games. And lo and behold, it, uh, <laughs> the intrusion into video games has warped his entire life. Now, that was just uh, uh, they were warning us back back in uh, 2016. They were talking about equity, yeah. just in general, like uh, uh, don't let the left uh, confuse equality with equity. Yeah, they always. It's gotten to the point where I even the word equality. I'm very. I need to know exactly what these people mean when they say it. And for example, I was I was reading the CBC's piece about. Um, how freedom is a distorted term. It's a buzzword of the right in Canada now. And that was one of the points they made. Well, freedom can be used in anti-equality ways. Well, it's like, yeah, free, you get freedom or equality. Right. You can't right. have both. Uh, so the only, the only equality that matters is, of course, equality before the law, equality in your rights. Other than that, there is no, no two people are equal in any other measures. So, even equality itself as a uh, like a first tier value, I find to be kind of suspicious when people bring that up. Yeah, but uh, that's that's what I'm saying. People are not talking about equality anymore. They're they're talking about equity. Yeah, like that's that's pretty much written in law at this point. Yes, yeah. uh, with the COVID uh, vaccines and stuff, they're gonna vaccine the minorities before the you know white people and that's called uh, yeah this point. Yeah. yeah i forgot about all that that was a, an open policy in several places yeah that's still going on pretty oh much my god all right um did you have any other thoughts before we let you go uh i mean i was talking to, yeah the first time i tried to call here i was thinking about uh gab like um do, do you remember when yeah gab like when, the the platform the twitter competitor yeah, yeah. yep 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 like, do, do you remember when uh andrew torba like he uh officially sponsored the uh fpac the you know the america first uh conference uh i don't i, I guess i didn't i didn't know about that but that sounds like something that probably happened yeah, he officially sponsored them, and uh, that was like a big drama, uh, drama on that side on Gap. Hmm. And uh, well, you know, uh, I, I don't. Uh, Andrew Torba stands up for what he believes in, and I I admire he that. Does. I don't know that I agree with everything he says, but he is but he he's has a guy never of principle. Bitched out. Have he's you, a guy do of principle. Remember- any case where Andrew Torba is bitched out, I could not say that I I could remember such an instance. What do you? So, what does he say that you don't agree with? Uh, I, I think people say that I don't agree with everything that. The no, what I'm course. saying is that that I respect his stances and I respect his uh, framework, and he sticks to it. I think he goes for my taste. He goes a little bit puritan on some issues, really hard. 
What is he? I actually haven't. Uh, so he will he'll go on like anti pornography crusades on on Twitter, and it's not to say that I'm you know pro porn necessarily. And of course, it's his website; he can do whatever he wants and not having it. But it's it's just it's I suppose making focal issues out of things that to me are not necessarily of primary concern, but to, right. to him they are, and that's fine. You know, he's totally entitled to that. I'm not trying to knock him; it's just you know. Gotcha. Um, but, but yeah, anybody who has a framework that they stick to, I'm going to have respect for them, even if it's not the exact framework in which I operate. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, well, see, see you. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Okay. We are due for a break. Let me, Brilliant. uh, just heard some kid whack their head on something. <laughs> I was going to say it. I don't need the soundboard tonight. I have all the uh, wacky sounds coming out of the background. That Every I time I come upstairs, need. I'm like, everybody be quiet. It's like they're like, <laughs> oh, sure. Um, we're good over on DLive. Thank you guys who are hanging out over there. Uh, let me check in on Tippy Stream. Man, Stefan Molyneux is still on Bitchu, right? I'm sure he's still on Free Domain radio i'm ashamed to say this but sometimes when people get nuked on youtube i just don't follow them to new platforms he's uh he's still doing his own thing on his own site as far as i understand yeah he is not well, quit. that's good i hope he's still yeah. making some money uh beware the family courts over on tippy stream says in a family law class everything is uh in the penumbras the best word best legal jargon word in the penumbras, that's why that's why abortion is a constitutional right. You have to look in the penumbras. Well, technically, I think penumbra came from Griswold v. Connecticut. That's yeah. where it was first uttered. That's where they found the right to privacy was in the penumbra, and it extended into Roe. Anyway, okay, so in family law, everything is in the penumbras. If you're willing, this can be the song to paradise. Uh, this can be sung to Paradise City, Guns and Roses. Take me down to penumbra city where the laws are made <laughs> up and the rulings are shitty. Ah, all right. Hail the <laughs> hail the living constitution, I think is how that's supposed to go. Uh, heart you too. Well, thanks for tuning in. And um, I don't know if you're studying that or what your connection to family law is. But if you're if that's something you're going into, uh, maybe you can do your part. You know, it's like uh, it's so tempting to. And it's, it's perfectly understandable that we all want to leave and go build our own things. Well, we don't like how society's going. I'm going to move to North Idaho. I'm going to go build my own damn thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I admire people who are doing that. Shout out to Bertaria. That's exactly what's going on that there. That is what's going on there, yeah. But, you know, with matters of the law that we can't necessarily escape without leaving the country, someone's got to stay and fight for those things. Or even just medicine in general, unless we all want to be doing like... I know, you know, 1800s. <laughs> I stubbed my toe. I got to amputate my leg now type medicine. Someone's got to fight for that stuff, too. And I appreciate people who are doing that. I'm not cut out for that world. Yeah, but it's coming. Yeah, I'm good over. Uh, good over here. Sure. Uh, Holden Mulray. Hi, truth seekers. Christopher Walken or John Malkovich. I have to go with Christopher Walken on that one. Everyone loves Christopher Walken. I... Uh, that's who I would pick, I guess. I don't even, who is John Malkovich? I can't even remember. Being John Malkovich? Uh, seeing as how I don't even recognize this guy, I have to go with <laughs> Christopher Walken. What the hell is he in? Why don't I know who this Being is? Being John Malkovich. Um, and a variety of other films. Uh, Incompetent Hands 30. 
Callers who want to ask how to meet women will be redirected by dangerous spaces, must know how <laughs> to drive a stick or be familiar with Prime Accord. Uh, well, I, le- I drive a manual, so that qualifies me, but I don't know what Prime Accord is. Neither do what I. What the hell's Prime Accord? It's a brand of detonating cord used in blasting. Oh, okay. Oh, he actually meant Prime Accord. It's not like a euphemism for his wiener or something? Uh, I guess. Detonating cord. I don't know what the hell that is. Thank you, Incommon Enhanced. Some sort of explosive uh, utility. The Smitty Jeff, uh, Saskatchewan removed its proof of vaccination last Sunday. Other restrictions to follow. Was able to go to a restaurant with my family. First time life has felt normal since all of this started. Jeez, I can't imagine just lifting it now. They've done a dangerous thing because the public now knows the kind of power they can wield over our lives. We we didn't, before this, we didn't think that this was even possible well i did but and now you did. know now you know how far they'll go too though and that's dangerous for them because yeah. now it, the the stuff that was formerly conspiracy theory tinfoil alex jones talk a lot of that stuff has not just been um demonstrated it's been demonstrated in a widespread way across the country or yeah. in, you know across the provinces if you're in canada the, yep. it, I the danger here, and I fully admit, if a an actual zombie virus came out that killed half of us, I don't give a shit what Fauci yeah. said. I don't care if he's right. I'm never yeah, listening exactly. to these people again. I'll die and become a zombie before I'll listen to them. I don't care. That's the danger, and I know are that's kind of irrational forget? and knee jerk. Are they, they going to forget? Oh, I won't. I I, yeah, well, I know I, you won't. But is is the is the average Joe going to forget that this? It's happened not even that just... they won't forget. They think they are safe because of them. There are people who think they're alive because of masks and Fauci and all of this. They think they'd be suffering and dead if it weren't for those things. You know, today I took my kid to the pediatrician and I did not wear a mask and no one said anything to me. Hmm. I'm surprised. It was the first medical, time. Yeah, this was the first time facilities. I've been in a medical setting. Medical settings are the only place that I will voluntarily wear a mask Yeah, because you'll just get stopped by every person. This is the first time that that has ever happened in a medical setting and nobody said anything to me. I haven't tried to walk through the lobby. We have a a pediatrician appointment coming up in a couple of weeks. Every time we had like um, when my wife was pregnant and we would go in, we would have to do the show and wear it through the lobby and into the actual room. But then we'd get in there and the midwife would be a different midwives too. Not even the same one. They would always be like, Oh, you don't have to wear that crap. Oh Why yeah. Why are yeah. we doing the show? Why do I have to do the I circus know. to get here? I took yeah. my sister-in-law into labor and delivery because she was having some Braxton Hicks contractions. I don't think I've told the audience this, but my sister-in-law, my brother's wife is pregnant with twins right now, which is crazy. Cause it's not in our, either of our families. Although hmm. I think it's maternally, inherited anyway so i was just like shooting the shit with the nurse and everything and they just didn't say anything like i'd have my mask down and i think if you just kind of don't wear it with confidence generally people don't say anything to you yeah, i even they... boarded that flight that one time and it was fine wow i, I have no, i've only flown once throughout all of this we went to california once in fall 2020 i think that was my only airplane trip in all of this nonsense but anyway do you think the audience would be receptive to a meal train for my brother I'm going to have to build him up because, you know, everybody that knows him loves him. But when they have the oh, baby, this is that thing really where you, you, you buy a bunch of meals. For right. Right. Okay. They're, they're low key freaking out about uh, their family doubling in size. Yeah. So I think it might help. Let me know if you guys would be willing to willing to do that. 
I, I'm just unfamiliar with the concept. It's basically like you purchase X amount of meals for that family and they're delivered. You just or something. send you, like everybody picks a day. There's like a calendar. I've, there's oh, okay. a whole app for it, and then they just like Grubhub you a dinner or something like that. Huh. Okay, it really help them. You remember having a baby? It's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, my parents were here pretty much the whole time, so like we, you know, we had the help that we needed. But if it was just us, it would have been rough. And of course, we had one. Yeah. Um, so two, that ups the ante a little bit. Yeah. Going from two to four kids seems like it might be a nightmare. Well, uh, you don't really have much choice at this point. You just got to do it. So Godspeed to your brother and his wife. Oh. Anything else or should we uh, get back to the calls? Mm, that's my only four asides. That's it. All right. Let's, uh, let's get back to the calls. We'll come back to the chats um, at the top of the hour. I'll have to just circle back with you. And actually over on DLive, Rigged Pixels, thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate that. What uh, is going on here? One ping only. If we think hard one enough. One ping. We... Oh, you're live. Careful. Oh, you cut me <laughs> off. I could have I could have just had a hot mic. I know you were going through the master plan of world domination, but we got to. Yeah, it was, it was pretty darn close. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, I am going to start it. I hope you all are having a good night so far. We are. Um, What's on your mind? Burn the house down. Uh, my first thing that I wanted to bring up is, uh, Matt, you're just wrong, okay? You're just completely wrong. Just, just in general? <laughs> just in general? Uh, uh, all the things, south. sorry. All well, right. Moving south specifically. Oh. Why would you oh, ever want yeah. to I'm going straight to Alaska. Get me in the ah. middle of nowhere. Didn't you say you never want to move to the south? Well, I mean... So- what I'm saying is I would live in a place that I would consider to be... Uh, I don't, not a place I would enjoy climate wise or terrain wise for the promise of being left alone. That's what I'm saying. Like, could I, oh, could gotcha. I live happily in Alaska? Yeah. yeah, for sure. Probably more happily than in the South, uh, weather wise, but, um, but okay. I thought you were going to tell me I was wrong for shitting on the South. You're saying I'm not shitting on the South enough. Yeah, no, you definitely aren't. No, I, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm par- partially joking. I'm, uh, I'm been in the, you know, Midwest, Northern Midwest my whole life. So I'm used to the, you know, 20 degrees in the summer and, uh, you know, the, the idea of 80 degree, 60 degree winters is a, a little too much for me to handle. So, yeah. How um, do you break up the year? You know, when I lived in L.A., I just remember it being like one expanse of a depressing summer that lasted four years. Yeah, it sucks. It's the same thing when I was in the Bay. Like, I love seasons. I got to have seasons. Got to have seasons. And yeah. they don't have it. That is, that is totally fair. And that actually kind of segues into. My actual topic is uh, so I uh, this is my first year. I'm a freshman in college. Um, oh, in a, adorable! Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm. You can hate me all you want. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing engineering. Um, so at least I'm not completely well, wasting my money. I think. I hope. What kind of engineering? Uh, I'm gonna be doing mechanical engineering. Oh, sweet! You're gonna be hella rich. Yeah, hopefully that's the plan. We'll see how <laughs> that goes. Uh, presuming I don't get kicked out for doing some dumb stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. But no, so it's 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 been very interesting. Um, that that you know we hear all the time, and I know it's especially on the uh, the right the right side of the aisle. It's you know diversity bad. You know, I, I feel like it, it kind of has become kind of a corrupted message. And it's been interesting coming onto a college campus and getting a true. Um, you know, obviously, I haven't. I'm on this show. I uh, I wouldn't say I'm the most left wing person <laughs> ever. Um, so I haven't been associating necessarily with those super uh, left wing 
uh, crazy groups, but just to meet people from other areas of the world who have done completely different things with their lives, but we agree on certain fundamental ideas and we're able to sit down and have conversations, that kind of diversity of thought has been really, really cool um, to get and uh, to have. And I think sometimes we get a little caught up in the, you know, uh, stamping down on this, uh, you know, forced diversity purely of skin color or of, you know, these kind of meaningless things that we, we forget that, you know, there can be some positives to diversity, but the right kind of diversity. And that, that would be my main topic today is just yeah. the question whether or not, you know, is it necessarily bad always to have diversity? Especially this is when it comes the to kind of youthful exuberance that I find uh, it, particularly irritating. Just <laughs> <laughs> they've indoctrinated you, and you don't even no, no. know it. I they've think you're right. Got you. <laughs> but I think that there is an air of naivete to think that what you are classifying as superficial characteristics, like color of your skin, don't have a massive correlation with um, viewpoint, personal viewpoint. Like, yeah, you can get your, like, odd black person that calls into the show and is super based and everything like that. But, like, that's not really how it is in the real world. I mean, I mean, that's what college is for, though. Everybody jerking off each other to whatever stupid idea they're pitching and, like, not fighting about it. That's what college is for. So yeah, it's, I, good, it's good to hear that from you. But also, you know, things like skin color, they, they clearly matter. Yeah, and I, I guess that's my little bit of a white pill is that sometimes, you know, it, it definitely can still exist where Get there out are, of here. Get out with this white I'm pill nonsense. I, I'll hope, allow it. Carry on. And joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I think I think the one thing I've noticed, uh, kind of blonde the piggyback off that is it, it's and I know we've uh, said it before but it's it's this you know or you guys have said it before i haven't said anything um but it's this idea of you know just because you, you are looking at people with darker skin color that that doesn't really mean much it, it it's a lot easier to identify where someone comes from like a white liberal from chicago and a black liberal from chicago are going to have a lot more in common than an African person from, like, actually from Nigeria. That's a first-generation immigrant. Um, so I think that's You would kind think, of, right? You would think. And I, I would think. And I, I think I tend to notice that and experience. And but you're on granted, a college campus. You're getting major selection bias. I think that's in, the, very true. in the real that's world, uh, especially with the political climate now, uh, like a, a black a black person is going to identify more with uh, somebody of their ethnic heritage than like a white person of their same political orientation. I mean, maybe like 30 years ago, it would be a different story, but like everything has shifted because of Black Lives Matter. I, I, I would agree that there is definitely a polarization around the BLM issue specifically where that is done so much more harm than good to that potential of I guess Americanization right. yeah. of people, where and especially all oh, I, I actually notice it more with the whole Asian anti stop Asian hate movement, where it's now a bunch of people that you know we can agree on everything or on not on everything, but on a lot of things, and all of a sudden we hit this roadblock, and it's oh sorry you don't think that white people are evil because they're attacking Asian people allegedly. Um, 
uh, the, the crime statistics would state otherwise. Um, we can't talk. This this is a this is a cutthroat issue. Even though you know, like I said, we you, you agree with somebody on ninety nine percent of things, one thing can completely derail that uh, entire issue. And I, I yeah. think that that's that's something that I think the the right has to be careful of in walking that line because there are so many. And I think you know you saw this in the previous election. I mean, Trump is Trump activated a lot more. African Americans, Latino Americans, none of that Latinx BS. Um, you know, <laughs> edgy uh, Latino. Wow. Yeah, you know, coming Hate in speech. here. Yeah, hey, call. You know, I gotta I gotta be the rebellious teenager. Um, yeah, but he, he activated so many more of these people. Where I think if we say, well, eh, your skin color isn't right. Well, you you've you've alienated so many people that I mean, it's obvious that's what the left is trying to do. They're trying to alienate us. They're trying to alienate right. everyone and di- divide everyone into specific groups. You're this, you're that. You think this way, you vote this way. You think this way, you vote that way. And it's, it's, it's. I mean, I, I, I think that it's very obvious. And if we play into that narrative, we're giving them exactly what they want. So that's that's my worry. And also, just on a more personal note, I, I like I said, anecdote means nothing. But the plural of anecdote is data. So. I've met hundreds of people, not hundreds, but I met tons of people who may not be my skin color. We might not agree on a ton of issues, but we have similar core values. And I think if we automatically just drop off people um, because of uh, their disagreement on these core values, we're losing a large potential voter base and we're um, ending, you know, potential relationships that could be formed. So I, well, I think sure. we I, just be careful that. I, I, obviously, I, I think it's important to take any individual as an individual. I think that's a, a crucial value to maintain. the The one thing, the one bit of pushback I might have though is I, I don't know that it's just a narrative. The, the The data are what they are, and even when we're talking about you know historical um, growth of di- of of racial minority votes for Trump, say, I mean, we're still talking about proportions that are. At best, like 85, 15, 80, 20, maybe. Um, And so I don't think there's any I don't think it's wrong to be optimistic about that growth. But but it does come with a a necessary recognition that this is still drastically skewed in the other direction. And, you know, 80, 20 is uh, those are (laughs) those are numbers that lose elections. You know, it's I, I don't. It's not to say that that people can't be convinced, and of course we're trying to do that, but I just want to be, I don't want to be too rosy about some of those numbers. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Um, all right, well, that, that was all I had tonight. Um, I'll try to think of something a little more creative next time. Maybe No, it was good. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for calling. You have the yeah, sort thanks. of spirit that I wish I could maintain. So, I know. Yeah. I'll try to keep it up. I'll try to keep it up. It's tough sometimes. Yeah. Well, and you have to build cool stuff in the future. So uh, please do uh, that sure. as well. Yeah. I'll be sure to help. I'll be one of the right wing death squad engineers. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're having a good positive college experience too. as saying as <laughs> I someone know, it's who, a I rare, valued mine and I'm glad to hear that you feel like you're getting a valuable experience out of yours and you're not just having people yell at you and tell you what you must do or what you must think. Yeah. I think the engineering area specifically tends to based on talking with peers is a little bit more based than 
a lot of other yeah may, maybe maybe that's it too it's like you got people who are mathematical minds fundamentally yeah. um they're not, yeah. not they're not living in some sort of fantasy abstract theory world yeah well all right thank you guys so much uh thanks for call us go good sure. have a good night you as well uh let's <laughs> gaylord steam bath hey, i think that's a new hey, one hey. have you called before or have you changed your name? I have called before. I went by um, Cyborg Griff oh, okay. at some point. This, now it's um, Gaylord Steambath. All right. Yeah. This uh, this name was actually given to me by my younger brother <laughs> okay. at some point. And uh, yeah, every time I tell people about it, they absolutely love the name. So I just thought I'd give it a try here. Hmm. Well, yeah. what's on your mind? So I thought I could... Um, throw my hat into the ring of religious discussions because okay. we've been hearing a lot of from uh from the good old catholics and i thought i'd just like set in my perspective of the, some things um so i'm a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints get out of here i was gonna say we've established hatred for uh, protestants by we i mean blonde, I, but... I do have kind of a soft <laughs> spot for uh for these folks <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, okay so i can understand that whatever your thoughts are uh go for it otherwise i i feel like mormons get a bad rap um but i don't want to hijack your call tell me what tell me what you want to talk about with mormonism yeah so like um <laughs> yeah i mean depending on who you asked um you know some people will have very very hated opinions on it on uh on us and stuff like that but what i want to talk about today um well first i want to ask blonde um from her catholic perspective what is um what is the view on repentance and what is the process to which you seek out repentance and forgiveness from god well it's the confessional process and a lot of protestants take issue with going through a priest because there's there's not too much of a biblical underpinning for confessions through through priests however it does create the sense of accountability and like you're bonded with this other human who um is is giving not giving you access to the forgiveness of god which which all of us have access to if we truly repent but um it's cathartic and healing for the soul to hear from somebody like an elder in the church that, that God really does forgive you. So the process of repentance, you you have to continuously evaluate your life and your sin, how you fail God, um, what you do, what you fail to do. And then you're supposed to weekly uh, bring this to a priest and do an honest confessional about, about your failings. Okay. Okay. That's a, it doesn't sound too different from, uh how people in my church do it so is it um so do you like so when you pray in your when you do your private prayers and stuff do you uh you know do you repent from there or is it like do you constantly have to visit with your priest to seek repentance i do both but i because of, of my obsessive compulsive disorder i was like really overusing the confessional for probably not the purpose that it was um, designed for. And like, I wasn't really getting any satisfaction out of it. So like I pray to God that like I can feel his forgiveness, like 
that I can feel that I can feel like I'm forgiven because I feel like that's what I need to do spiritually. But in terms of actually going to confession, although it is a very important tenet of the Catholic Church, I have not been doing it because I was not doing it well or for the right reasons. Um, so I really shouldn't okay. be taking so, communion. Really. Okay, but the process does involve you having to um, to be diligent about it at the very least, and you have to constantly try. Yeah. Okay, so does that, um, because, you know, in listening to the Colin show and hearing some thoughts from some of the Catholics here, um, and from your, from your views as well, it's just like, there's like a constant fear of whether or not your soul can get into heaven or not, and such. So is like, so you can, um, so you can go th through this repentance process, you can get into heaven, or you have a greater chance in getting to heaven, right? I don't know. I don't think about it like that, though. Like, my real fear, do you have any great talents in, in life? Like, are you really good at something? Are you are you asking me, or is that just No, no, I'm, I'm asking you. Not a rhetorical question. Oh, uh, okay. Um, great talents? Uh... I mean, I'm developing certain skills at the moment. I'm in college developing so, those skills. Do you ever feel feel like, like think about all the time you've wasted, like watching TV or not, not, you know, things like that. Like, uh, do you feel a, a great chasm in your life for all the things that you could do, but you didn't because of your own failings? Like, that's how I think about heaven and hell. It's like, I, I have this hole in my heart for the person that I could be that I fail to be every day. And like that weighs on me. It's not like the fear that God's going to send me to hell. It's that like, I'm, I'm never doing as well as I should be or could be. And oh, that's yeah. I, what motivates me. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That's like, that's kind of my current predicament at the moment that there, I'm not like doing enough and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I totally understand how you're, how that feels hmm. so but it, the, yeah. but it, it is it, you know in the catholic psyche this fear of hell is deeply ingrained i'm not saying that's like not a thing it's just not it's just not a thing for me right okay before but we, it's um, like but in general it is it is through the catholic mindset is it yeah guilt is is really innate to catholicism so is um like a burning fear no pun intended, of um, eternal fiery torment. Yeah. Before we uh, wrap this up, can I ask you what you think the biggest misconception or unfair accusation against Mormons or Mormonism is? Unfair accusations or mis... Okay, I think the most baffling... I'll, have, I'll say the most baffling one that confuses me the most is... The, the idea that Mormons are not Christians. Hmm. And, and, it's, and the reason why that's baffling is because the title that I gave you guys, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that, it, that itself should already tell you where, um, where our religious beliefs lie to, and it's with Jesus Christ. And that therefore makes us Christians. But there's still... And so... And it's funny, too, because... Um, in recent times, our prophet has like, or, our, you know, our church leader, our church president has made a great deal of effort to make sure we say that title just so that, um, and to sort of like 
uh, I guess forego the Mormon title just so that okay. people don't confuse us for like uh, so when you de- not Christians when you describe your own uh, faith or identity you don't say Mormon then no and I tried oh, to what's I the term that you use I am uh, I am a what uh, you can say Latter Day Saints that's okay a better term for it and stuff but so, is there like a, a not, I, I guess I'm getting a little technical, but I'm just curious. If you were to say I, would you say I am a member of the Church of? Yes, I okay. would say that. And I know, I know, saying all that. If you're like someone of like a, you know, of a, a marketing mind and stuff or something like that, that yeah, that's yeah, like a mouthful. I'm looking for the simple word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can you could say I'm like a Latter Day Saint. That's like gotcha. that's the short and sweet thing, and that's within the title. Okay, so you don't have to say the whole title every single time all right well well thank you for the call and the insight appreciate it yeah sure thanks for taking my call what a nice young man that probably pisses off mormons too i always feel like every i I don't know a lot of mormons um they they always i always picture them as basically mitt romney people where it's like i don't want to hang out with you i don't want to hang out with you but you can be my neighbor i don't have a problem with that like, I don't know. I like <laughs> hanging out with Mormons. They, um... I, I don't have enough of them around here for me. I, I recognize that's unfair to to the Mormon listeners we have. You're probably thinking he has a warped view of this. And yeah, I probably do. Um, I live kind of right on the cusp or the edge of sort of the Mormon territory because there there's a lot of Mormons in southern Idaho. Yeah. But really, um, they don't like the, the edge of Mormonism is kind of that montana idaho border there and of course they have the whole great basin area there in salt lake is is it's all very common they're just a a good looking white people like like all the mormons that i know are like handsome and well-mannered and white that has to count are they not diverse are there do they is the church of latter-day saints not attract a lot of racial minorities it's not just that i've never met a mormon that isn't blonde i don't know that many mormons i probably only met (laughs) Was Mitt Romney blonde? I don't don't know. know. (laughs) Every Mormon that I know is blonde. Wow. Let's uh, let's catch up with the chat really quick. We'll get right back to the calls. Sure. I think we're good on Tippy Stream, but let me double check. Yeah, we're good over here, and we're good on D Live as well. Darlene Cates, hey there. We haven't talked to you in a while. Still here and kicking, just not very high at the moment. Life is chaos mm. right now, but you were still my go-to when I get to start to unwind. Hope all is well with both families. It is well. I'm glad to hear that you're doing well, Darlene. Yeah, glad to hear. Glad to hear. Uh, it sounds like things are are as good as they could be. So thanks for chiming in and supporting the show. Appreciate it. And best to your family as well. Yep. Uh, Gail Cavillman, what are your thoughts on the Freedom Convoy in Canada? I don't know. We've never spoken about it. So Something about <laughs> trucks? Uh, trucks? Something about... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, crazy. I can't believe that no violence has erupted in any meaningful way up to this point. Like, they that's are a disciplined part. bunch. I, they, I will say are, that about yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jagger says, did you guys hear about Peter Thiel financing a conservative dating app in the works? Also, Christy Nome cheated with Corey Lewandowski via American greatness. What? No way. What? When would, let me see. Is he saying they boned? I don't know. Is there more to the chat? Did Corey Lewandowski bone Hope Hicks too? Is that the, 
Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe there was some connection like that. Let's see. Christy Nome cut ties with advisor Corey Lewandowski after donor alleged unwanted sexual advances. The longtime Trump advisor is losing political clients, including Nebraska governor hopeful and Trump donor Charles Herbster. So she's saying she's saying that he made advances on her that were unwelcome. And so she cut ties with him. Yeah, this is reported September 2021. Oh, but I don't maybe know. there's more to more the evidence. story. If there's oh, he yeah, seems skeevy. There, there's my evidence. I'm all like for men's rights. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Corey Lewandowski. We all like know me. how he battered uh, <laughs> Michelle Fields just ruthlessly. Right, right. Never forget. Um, and Peter Thiel, isn't he a faggot? Shouldn't we be a little more concerned about this? <laughs> I believe that's how he identifies. Yeah, that's true. I'm just skeptical <laughs> of gay conservatives. You know, I'm like, you still take it in the ass. Do I have to trust you because you're conservative? Oh, wow. Uh, well, if you, I mean, he built something cool with uh, with PayPal. It's been kind of um, uh, maybe not. PayPal uh, bans people indiscriminately. I know, but that's not him anymore. He's not the one doing that. The tool Although, itself is very cool. We do have a gay patron that I really like, and he might be changing my mind. A <laughs> okay. I, I know love of, the guy. I know of several, though they've probably just canceled. Anyway, like I haven't said faggot 4000 times as far as I'm concerned, if you're gay and you listen to this podcast right now, like you must have such a high tolerance for uh, for offensive things being said about you. You must be a cool person. I'm sure they have a softer spot for you than whoever the person at YouTube who likes us does. I'm sure they've got a real soft spot for you. I don't know. Baby face and that beard that's exactly three millimeters (laughs) all the time. Yeah. They like that uh, kind of um, consistency, you know? I suppose right, Peter, so. Peter K. Castro's Emergency Act, Castro, yeah, <laughs> um, must be upheld by Parliament within seven days. And it it's too radioactive to pass. Too many protesters show up on the weekend, which means the truckers will get hit tonight or tomorrow. Ugh. I saw so them passing out ahead. warnings in Ottawa. The Ottawa police have tweeted out the warning. They're passing out flyers in Ottawa. This protest is about to become illegal, guys. You better get out of here. I hope they don't. I hope they I hope that they make this. I hope they well, I got to be I don't want anybody to get hurt, but I hope Trudeau comes in and does the old fire hose method and just know, makes a big scene out of it and just absolutely sinks his own political career. That's what yeah. I hope. It's yeah. not that I want truckers punished, but I, I sort of want Trudeau to overplay his hand to expose how ridiculous of a tyrant this guy is. I know, I know. But I don't think that he would ever do anything where most people that agree with him at this point would be like, oh, that was too far. A lot of like them are, though. Even, executing people by firing squad. Even the New York like, Times well, op-ed came, uh, New York Times op-ed came out and said, well, I don't know, man, this kind of like, uh, ooh, there was a civil liberties organization in Canada that condemned it. I don't know what the civil liberties landscape or organization landscape is like in Canada. I don't know if they're like the ACLU here or not. Yeah, the but ACLU what, what is, is the ACLU saying about this, though? I haven't heard or them say anything about American Canada because I don't, I don't know Canada. if they care about Canadian issues. I assume not. But also the ACLU is a worthless organization. They opine on international, on international entities and issues Do all they? the time. Well, they are wrong about pretty much everything all the time, though. That's true. Uh, last one for right now, Holden Mulray. Matt, your observation about people hating you and simultaneously not letting you leave <laughs> is indeed foreign to our way of thinking. But just consider the Berlin Wall. God bless you. Both. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's like they need us as fodder or yeah. something. I suppose that's true. There have been many cases of these people being walled in before. 
we hate you, but you can't leave. It's it's not historically unprecedented, to your point. Uh, thank you, Holden. Appreciate it. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We'll come back to your chats at the end of the show. Thank you, guys. Uh, next up is Phil. If anyone's going to get me in more trouble tonight than Blonde already has, it would be Phil. Hi, Phil. Uh, what's on your mind, man? Well, uh, not to turn this spot into Phil's book club, but I had another book I was reading and uh, okay. wanted to talk about it. Sure. It's called The uh, the Geography of Nowhere, The Rise and Decline of America's Man-Made Landscape. Um, the guy that wrote it's name is uh, James Howard Kunstler. And uh, he basically Kunstler. tracked like... Kunstler, Kunstler. that sounds a little <laughs> beggly. Hmm. It okay. it is actually. I did just look him up beforehand, and the early life check checks out. It's not oh. Kunstler. It's Kunstler. No, no. Yeah, right. yeah. But he basically tracks like he the book itself tracks the uh, from when the pilgrims came over and how they would have uh, built their villages and how we build um, communities now. And uh, he's not a real big fan of like the whole. Uh, buy a farm a sub, and turn it into a big subdivision with uh, cookie cutter houses and stuff uh, or how we really do cities where like things don't really fit. Everything is uh, not human, like human scaled. You can't really walk across town very easily. Everything's car related. Hmm. Um, hmm. So we can trust him is what you're saying. Well, he was actually a fan of Trump when it mattered. Uh, and he, I'm surprised uh, to hear this from you, of all people. But okay, the okay. the Trump thing or the the bagel thing? <laughs> God, you no, guys. I'll look into this. People in the live chat are saying this is a good book. Yeah, it, it looks and urban planning is is very very important. It's really screwed up the country. This uh this urban sprawl and suburban sprawl. It is. It's it's one of those things that. Like I would kind of call myself in some respects like a neo luddite in a way. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of machines necessarily. I'd rather be out in the woods where it's quiet. Or, um, but yeah, like the urban sprawl thing. Like I see that around where I live. It, an old farm goes up for sale, and a land developer buys it and puts like, yeah, uh, you know, sixty cook, sixty cookie cutter houses on it to fill with blue staters and assorted non-whites, and it's kind of like. Assorted do, we really have to, do we really have to pave over paradise so that you know somebody can make a couple extra bucks? Yeah, I realize we're yeah, not it's like a real turning off uh, capitalism, but it se- it just seems annoying that we're going to completely destroy the entire natural world because you know pavement makes somebody a little more money. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski was right about this. <laughs> I, I kind of annoyed my one friend the other week because I kept doing the whole uh, industrial society is the like the bane of human existence or something like that, whatever the quote is. And eventually he just yeah. got tired of it and told me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he truly was a remarkable man. And none of us would have read his manifesto if he didn't kill anyone. So I wonder if maybe he did the right thing. You know, on balance, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was really just a, it was a it was a genius marketing campaign. That's all. I know it was. It really worked. Too bad he killed people though. Like if he had just blown off a few arms, I would have been like, worth it. <laughs> okay. Who like whose the, uh, arms were kid- blown off, and what did they do to deserve I know. it? Was it their dominant hand? Uh, yeah. 
that's the thing though like did he actually go after the right people or did he just he didn't that was what that was his random? problem who did he target i don't remember the i mean he tried it. to target some scientists and things like that at universities but one of the people that got blown up i think was just like a postal worker <laughs> scientists well say no more i'm on board now yeah uh, really it's a uh, totally unrelated a, story Oh, go ahead. I think there was like a computer store owner or something that may have gotten hurt in the whole thing too. And that's like, that's kind of small fries, really. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah. What was that guy going to do? It's not the guy like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, nothing. Well, also his first bomb was, was his first few bombs. I think were not, were not super sophisticated. So they would just shoot out nails at you. Ugh. So I think there were a lot of, um, a lot of bystander, not casualties, but injuries. Hmm. Anyway, Ted well, almost well, got it right. He was Close. a creation of uh, the CIA, though, so, you know. You get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, that's true, actually, from the, the Harvard experiments. Yeah. Uh, yeah it takes one MK to no one, stuff. Phil. I'm pretty sure Phil is a creation of the CIA at this point. I don't know. I've, I've been accused of that before. And yeah. To be honest, I'd be living a little bit better if I was. <laughs> All right. Well, but, thanks uh, for the call, man. Yep. Thanks for having me. I was joking about skepticism of scientists and of course any that's another problem. I mentioned I don't want to be too knee jerk and irrational in my response to uh, future scenarios that may be sort of like the coronavirus stuff we've just gone through, but maybe are, are more real threats. But anytime I hear the phrases experts say, I know it's going to be bullshit. Or if I just hear someone described as a scientist, I don't even like you. You might know, actually be a perfectly legitimate scientist. I hate you. And I was trying to explain, to, <laughs> not really, but you know what I mean? That term has been polluted. That's what I mean. Yeah. And I'm, my, I was trying to explain to my wife the other day, uh, the song Miracles by Insane Clown Posse. Did you ever hear that one? Probably. Do you, You're familiar with Insane Clown Posse. I am. Okay. So they had this song like 10 years ago talking about all these various uh, scientific phenomena and there's a lyric in there like fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and making me pissed. And I used to just <laughs> laugh about this 10 years ago because they're really talking about like fucking rainbows. How does that work? My son yeah. looks just like me. How is that? It's nonsense. It's a bullshit <laughs> song. But then I hear him say, yeah, I don't want to hear from these motherfucking scientists either. Like these guys were onto it. ICP saw it clearly. 10 years ago <laughs> that you talk about strange alliances and strange appreciations. Now yeah. I'm not seriously saying it's a good song. It's shit. Yeah. And overall the kind of weird philosophy of the song is bunk too, but it's just, it's interesting to hear scientists doubted uh, or defamed. And there's a part of me that's like, yeah, right on, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, You're, you saw it anyway, Michigan expat. Uh, you're up. What's on your mind? Good evening, Christensen Nation. How you two doing? Hello, sir. How are you? Just, uh, uh, yeah, um, I guess perhaps you wanted to follow up with me with what I was talking <laughs> about last week, or... We can, but we'll have to be more concise <laughs> um, on the uh, on the old ice scraper story. Mm. But, well, um, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, you have my email address. Yeah. Um, I guess if you want to do like a private interview with me, you know, if you, if you two want to do a private interview with me about it, you know, you can and, you know, you can figure out if you'd like to, you know, like uh, release it publicly or whatever. I'm I'm perfectly OK with that. I'm just um, I'm fascinated I mean, I, that the state went after you for carrying an know, ice scraper, right? but that is apparently know, what happened. Right? 
Um, know, but yeah, right? did, um, did you have uh, did you have another topic on your mind for tonight? I mean, yeah, it's like I I, th- I think I summarize that story pretty well after having listened back to it myself. Like I said, you know, if you if you want to follow up on it later, you want me to elaborate on it, you know, in like a, like a, lo- a longer sure. interview, I can I can do that. Um, but um, yeah, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I guess if you want to talk like entertainment, let's see. Okay, so we can either talk. Well, okay, uh, blonde. I feel, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm ignoring you. Are you all right? Oh, I, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. Where was I going with this? Oh, right. Yeah, blonde. Um, yeah. You know, I do remember recommending. Uh, you should try talking to Sydney Watson. Although, although oh, yeah. the problem is, is that she she's on that show with Elijah Schaefer now. I don't. I don't know if she has time with you, time for you or not. But uh, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. Like I'd like to remind her though. That we did this boy-girl team first. <laughs> we know yeah. that we're getting ripped off by them, and they're doing say. so much better than we are. I was gonna say. Well, it helps to have the backing of the Blaze. I'm not saying that they're not doing help, a good though, job. Does it help, though, because I just, I just but... don't know that I would go corporate. Yeah. Uh, it helps, yeah, yeah, it helps for, say. yeah, I mean, it, it certainly, I'm not saying they're not doing a good job, but it certainly helps to have resources to back you. They're doing a sure. great job. And, um, like, in terms of ha- having a corporate show – Elijah like rides that line. Yeah. He's really good at it. And he doesn't say too much, but like, I know he's more woke than he's letting on. Uh, did you mm. have a relationship with Sydney? You've spoken with her before. No, or? I've never, I follow her on Instagram because she's like hot, funny and pretty hot. Oh, so you don't, you, you guys haven't communicated. No, I never. I see. Yeah. You, you, you ought to get in uh, contact with her. Oh, and, and another, another funny joke. It's like, uh, so, you know, blonde in the belly of the beast, it's like, you know, so, uh, Lauren Southern reached like 666 K subscribers some time ago. And it's like, you know, 666, uh, blonde in the belly of the beast. And, uh, you know, you know, my whole joke with you know blonde and Lauren Southern be kind of being the same person. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think it's kind of uh, becoming more and more difficult to deny, you know? I am I am ten years older than her, right? Oh, really? Wow, that's you know I I, th- I thought I thought you were like the same age the two the two of you. I don't know who um, that's more insulting to. I mean, definitely <laughs> her. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. An- another thing is, an- you know, besides besides Sydney Watson, you know, another show you could try getting on is uh, the Simp Cast. Because yeah, Lor- yeah, Lauren Southern is on the Simp Cast along with. A number of other female, you know, more or less conservative podcasters. I, I know, like you know, Brinty, Brittany Venti is on there as well. I, I do guess per- love Brittany Venti. Yes, and I, yeah, I guess the person, the girl who uh, hosts it, is Chrissy Mayer. Never, never heard of her before, but like she's on there with Brittany Venti, Lauren Southern, and like maybe the other three people. They kind of rotate in and out. Um, so that's, you know, that's another, that's another that's, show you could, that's too many of, chicks, uh, you know, I know. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. They have like six, six of, uh, six of them on at a time. Like um, I have otherwise. this space in my head that, that is, you know, it's just big enough for like a few e-thoughts myself yeah, not exactly. included. And like Brittany's <laughs> giant tits take up so much of that space that I just don't know. I can jam any other chicks in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the recommendations. Uh, anything else oh, before we sure. let you go? Uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, if you want to follow with me about my story, whatever, you know, you have my email and we can go from there. Will do. Thank you, man. Have a great night. I appreciate it. Thank you. Isonor is up next. We'll get to uh, at least a few more before the bottom of the hour here. Isonor, are you there? I got nothing. Do you have uh, any sound? Mm-mm. 
Okay. Let's try Viking Jesus. Mr. Jesus, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. What's on How's your it mind? going, guys? We are all well, right. Well, um, so I've been uh, at the workbench a lot lately, and uh, I tend to, while I'm working, I tend to uh, listen to a lot of audiobooks. And mm-hmm. I listened to one a couple of weeks ago that, uh, 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 that, kind of got me thinking a little bit it's it was uh the real anthony fauci by uh, uh robert robert f kennedy jr oh and yeah there's you know there's a lot of tinfoil hattery in there but uh uh you know there's also a lot of it that that if you dig start digging in and checking out uh anthony fauci has been doing this thing where he's been manufacturing pandemics and then profiteering off of them for for decades well aids is the is a perfect example like i remember growing up because they didn't know very much about aids my mom they had her just convinced that you could get aids like no matter what you were doing but really the only people that get aids are people iv drug users and people that are having unprotected promiscuous anal sex with other men that's it that's the only people that get aids did you you want to know a, a quick side fact um obviously we haven't talked about predator because that's this week's movie but we did watch predator today did and, you? and we were looking uh, up um the guy who played predator and i'm not going to talk about i don't want to talk about any of uh, what we liked or didn't like about the movie but just matter of fact the guy who played predator does he have aids he died from pneumonia because he got aids from was like a, a blood Peter transfusion Puffer? no oh, no no yeah. it was like a it was it was a, a a medical needle of some kind and he got aids from it well, the, the blood supply used to not be tested for HIV. Yeah. So it wasn't even drug use or, um, you know, the good old fashioned method. It yeah, was, really. uh, it was um, from some sort of medical needle that got that him, apparently. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. And then there was this yeah. um, dentist that was infecting his patients with AIDS in the 90s, too. Intentionally? Yeah. His child, ch- like children, infecting them with AIDS. Why? Because yeah, he was a psychopath. Whoa. Mm. Holy cow. Uh, whatever happened well, to that know, guy went to jail forever or what'd they do to him? I hope so. Hmm. Well, you know, and, and, and speaking of children, you know, I've, I've, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a perfect solution. You know, you can, uh, just, you know, outdo Ralph North. As long as your kids are still living in your house, they can be aborting. <laughs> Wait, what is this the solution for? I, I, I'm lost a little bit. The so solution when, when they start talking about you know, as soon as they start talking about Marxism and shit, boom, abortion. Ah. Uh, helicopter rides for your commie children. That's what you're saying. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I forgot what the, what were we even talking about? What was the main topic of the call? I've, I've gone totally. Uh, uh, Anthony Fauci. That's right. That's right. Anthony Fauci <laughs> made AIDS to make a buck. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and and it wasn't just AIDS. I mean, it was you know, uh, SARS, swine flu, bird flu. Uh, so how did he know, make I mean, money off been, of those? Because because I remember like uh, all so the swine NIAC, flu and all that stuff. Uh, but what was the what were people buying? What was the money making angle? So uh, so NIAD and the CDC uh, are are major profiteers in the the uh, pharmaceutical industry. They they're uh, manufacturing vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they, they fund, uh, you know, uh, they fund most of the vaccine research between, uh, 
uh, NIAD and uh, the Wellcome Trust in the UK, um, you know, and uh through through this but through the book you know the, it goes through uh his ties to uh bill gates the uh bill and melinda gates foundation also hmm. and you know between between niad and and the gates foundation you know that's that's where most of the the money comes from for the vaccine research and so they shut down any uh any opposition uh you know that's you, basically what they did with uh, uh what do you mean by shut with like shut down the who, opposition opposition to what um so it's uh it's basically like what that what they did with with the eye drug um i think you can say that now the horse paste is that what you're talking about okay yeah, yeah i think you can yeah. say that uh, yeah. So you're saying it's uh, it's think, like it's you know, it's, it's not you're saying it's like a propaganda strategy like we're going to get uh, yeah. a whole bunch of media coverage to say that this is a horse pace thing and it doesn't work for anything. Yeah. Okay. And then any 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 researchers that, that you know, have a have a differing opinion, uh, essentially they get blacklisted uh, and almost never work again, hmm. um, you know. Well, okay. I, I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, it's, it's I've heard a little nuts. bit about the book, but of course, um, Robert Kennedy Jr. is always defamed as a, as a kook and insane man. I don't know that he much is. about him. And, you know, I'm interested yeah. in what he has to say about vaccines, but he's married to a Hollywood chick, the chick that plays the wife in Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they have parties where everybody has to be vaccinated. Weird. No. Hmm. For COVID. Yeah, it's true. All right. It's like true. I said, there, there is a lot of... There is a lot of tinfoil hattery in the book, and uh, you know you gotta you gotta kind of wade through it. I uh, will but, wear any tinfoil hat when it comes to all things Tony Fauci. There, for, for real, I, I could believe about anything about mm. that guy. Right. All right. Um, thank you for the call and for the uh, for the info on that. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye bye. Next up is forking around. Forking around. Are you there? I got I no audio here either. Oh, a little bit of a Hello? light. Are you there? Yeah. What's on sure, your mind? I was listening to your podcast. Uh, well, so. thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling. What do you got for us? Um. Well, I live in I live in Oregon currently, and it sounds like I'm actually going to be able to be free for a little bit. As in, you're Probably. leaving, or what? Or because of rules going away? The, the rules are going down. Oh, okay. No, I've can't leave for a little bit been been looking though uh do you live in like rural oregon are you talking one of the urban centers or where i live near portland and i, okay. I work in portland all the time okay so yeah. you are right in the thick of it um yeah is the stuff the stuff that's in place is that portland city government is it kate brown and the state or who's doing it oh it's kate brown okay yeah yeah she uh they actually just uh did a permanent mask mandate i heard a little bit about that did that actually happen what how so uh they just they got tired of you know the deadline coming up when they had to get rid of the emergency order so they just (laughs) instituted a permanent mask mandate so they can get rid of it whenever they want good lord they said but doesn't that have to pass that actually happened 
Or uh, is it just Oregon proposed? Health Authority did it. Okay, let, I got to read about this. Oh my god. Okay, so, but is it They're, only when certain conditions are present, or what? what mask um, a mandate to mask when? I'm I'm not too sure on the details. I I tried looking it up, and it was like Idaho. A place in Idaho was reporting about it, but like nobody in Oregon was reporting about it. No, you're you're right. Here I, it is, um, February eighth. So just about a week ago, Oregon makes indoor mask mandate permanent, but may lift by March thirty first. On Monday, the Oregon Health Authority issued a permanent rule. Blah blah blah, making the state's indoor mask mandate permanent unless and until an order is issued by the public health director or health officer rescinding some or all of the permanent indoor mask mandate. So an unelected bureaucrat just gets to decide when this goes away based on, as far as I can tell in this coverage, no specific criteria. Yep, exactly. Like I, even at the time I, I emailed my uh, wife emailed, I I think I heard something they got, they, they got a lot of responses back during the public comment time and they still just ignored it all. Wow. Um, is it, is, so, are people actually following this? If you go into, say, I don't know, uh, Target or, you know, whatever, generic store, everybody's doing this? Oh, yeah. Uh, that, wow. Yeah, that was actually one, one of the things I wanted to bring up was um, the – so the store is like the majority of the people. I mean, I, I try not to wear a mask as much as possible, but some places you just – they require you. Um, and – like I, I, we went into Home Depot though last week, and I I would say like half the people weren't wearing masks, which was really surprising. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, I just uh, I'm shocked. Uh, there's no way the Oregon state government has the police force to police this, obviously. So it would take someone at these places actively harassing you all the time about the mask stuff for it to be actually enforced. And I just I can't believe that they would do that. That they would hire the staff like uh, effectively a greeter at the door that tells you to wear the mask yeah like the major stores like uh fred meyers uh even like home depot they don't have anybody at the door um it's usually just some employee that you're passing by it's just like please wear please wear a mask and then you can just say no and keep walking and usually they they won't they're not going to chase you but i don't know i mean i haven't i haven't been back to oregon in six years now so i people don't do that here they don't chase you around a store but i don't know how kooky it is there or not yeah we uh it's it's kind of weird because um one of the things i notice is that actually more men than women like that you'll you'll go around and there's actually women women aren't wearing the masks most of the time wow. i have the it's, opposite experience around here it's almost exclusively women yeah it's like it, it it's really weird because you'll see these big burly dudes walking around and they all have their mask on and then the this uh dainty woman will walk by and she has she doesn't have it on hmm. um Good for her. It's, it's always the dads who who get me. It's like you know, you see some dad with under kids. five year old children yeah. masked up, and I'm thinking like, what? Who the hell are you, dude? What kind <laughs> no. of man are you? What is this? I I but, had a little kid say some uh uh say to like his dad at the time was like, why isn't he wearing a mask? Yeah, I know. And then like he, I I heard him say it, but he's like, he's being a rebel. <laughs> And then, just yeah, but walking. you know, seriously, you know, that's how those conversations go. Because same thing around here. 
I would say maybe 10% of people are wearing masks at your typical grocery store. And of the That's, children, yeah. it's even fewer. But you see that. You see these families masked up infrequently. And you know those conversations are happening. Mommy, why why isn't anybody else wearing a mask? Well, they're bad people, little Billy. They're bad yes. guys. Stay away from them. You know some iteration of that conversation is happening. We're the good ones. Everyone else wants grandma to die. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty crazy too because at, at my at my work like uh it's it's usually pretty chill there but my boss at at one point he just went like crazy micromanaging I was just talking uh I have a dispatcher and I was talking to her and he just walks in and says hey you guys put on your masks um cases are going up. And uh, it's like, I'm really tired of that. I have to tell people and then walked out of the room storming off. It, it is, it is mysticism at this point. It is absolute ridiculous. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's like a security blanket for adults. Basically that that's, that's what it is. I have to carry around yeah. my blankie. I have to carry around. I, I was joking with my dad because my dad actually got harassed at Big Sky, the ski resort, last week when we went up there for not wearing a mask while he was buying a, a ticket. Seriously? And I was so pissed off, and I emailed them later. And I was joking, like, I'm going to carry around a lucky rabbit's foot. If any son of a bitch says this to me, uh, sir, please put on your mask. Oh, no, it's okay. I have my lucky rabbit's foot yeah, right really. here. It stops the corona. That's all this yeah. is. It is It is weird. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's superstition. That's what this is. It's it's superstitious belief that these people have. Well, it's I I, I just can't imagine how it, we've been through this for two years, and then suddenly somehow the masks are just going to work, and all of a sudden, right? yeah, no cases are going up. Well, how did that cases. happen? You have a statewide permanent mask mandate. How the hell did that happen? Cases are going up. Anyway, yeah. Um, all right, man, we got to let you go, but thank you for calling in and uh, you know, keep fighting the, the good maskless fight where you're able. Yeah, you guys have a good night. Yep, Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, we'll take one more quick call. We do have a good volume of uh, email questions, I think, right? So oh, yeah. we'll have to be quick here. But McLutin Putin, I'm very disappointed because it appears you are leaving or have left the Ukraine-Russia border without, in fact, doing any McLutin. <laughs> Well, you know, we don't we don't want people to know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, I I don't know if you really <laughs> want to talk Russia Ukraine, but you're welcome no, to no, if you want no. or whatever you want to talk about. Actually, actually, now that you mention it, um, I hear just from you know the world from experience that you don't want people to know what exactly your plans are. So if you're saying I'm going to invade and then you invade. Everyone's ready. If you're saying, Hey, I'm going to pull away. And then you go and fuck some shit up. I hear there's more loot to grab. I suppose maybe I'm trusting the word of the Russians and the Ukrainians a little bit too much, but Russians and Ukrainians. Okay. Well, they, they both said like media now they both, they both said this is kind of scaling down, but I don't know. Maybe I just, whatever Joe Biden says, I'll believe the opposite until proven otherwise. That's kind of my strategy. My my buddies in the Ukraine, they've convinced the, the, the Ukraine government that I am actually going to kill them if they say otherwise. Perfect. That's all I wanted to hear. Okay. Well, Uh, what else is on your mind? (laughs) All right. 
So truckers with uh, truckers with not with their protests and their current their current um, status, but more their uh, their finances. So mm-hmm. Canada and their trucker, what are you, the the protests going on? They apparently have had accounts frozen through the Canadian government. Has it happened yet? I know they're, they're threatening to do it, but have they confirmed? I know they froze or That's issued an order word. for Give, Send, Go, but have people said this has happened to me now? Nobody that I've seen has actually sent that. Okay. But um, I do know here. I got to I gotta pause your fucking stream. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You did, that's a My good bad. opportunity to remind any prospective callers. <laughs> definitely mute your stream before you join for many reasons. One of which is it'll cause confusion to your mind if you try to listen to both. Yeah. It's actually really difficult to listen to you like 15 seconds delayed. Um, actually, I have another little PSA for people calling in. Uh, nobody cares how long you've been trying to get in. Just keep calling in. <laughs> You'll get in eventually. Pe- like, it's not like anybody has it out for you. Nobody has it out for you. We love, like, as far as I'm concerned and as far as I've seen, you guys encourage new callers. So sure. Just yeah, we just, yeah, it's all it's random. It's all randomized. Yeah, we, we don't exactly. get preference. So Exactly. PSA, anyway, um, stop bitching about it. All right. Nobody cares. Uh, fair point. We're, we are a little bit low on time, so I'll have to, uh, I'll, I'll give okay, you a chance okay, to okay. make the point you want to make, but we'll have to let you go after that. All right. Uh, what was I saying before? We were talking Ukraine and Russia. Oh, is trucker uh, stuff. The Canadian truckers okay, and the freezing yeah, of bank no, accounts. No, no. They have, uh, so, you know, the world government is working on this ESG shit. Do you guys have any familiarity with what ESG is? No, I don't even, I don't know what you're referencing. Really? Uh, Do you know what is it? Uh, It is equality. Sorry, equity. um, S is uh, sustainability and governance. It's basically like your uh, how much BLM shit you support. (laughs) Okay. uh, How green you are, and governance is how much you're willing to take it up the ass uh, politically. (laughs) govern me um, harder okay govern me harder daddy yeah yeah so uh, if you guys don't know what an esg score is apparently it's something that's going on with the banks recently oh this is going to be like a social credit type thing maybe that's exactly what it is literally. yeah okay uh if, ESG yeah. is basically the american uh as far as i understand and that correct me if i'm wrong maybe in the future but esg is generally like your social credit score yeah it looks like this has been used to rate or or give a rating to businesses or organizations oh it's not just your businesses but yeah but there's just your businesses my 401k has an esg score what what Yes. Assign, how is yes. it evaluated? You? You determine the score or No, it's it's what my phone. Oh, what it's what it's invested in gets yeah. uh, yes. I see. Okay. Yes, a hundred percent. And so it, far, yeah. not woke enough, not environmental enough. Gotcha. As far as I'm concerned, my uh my uh if this is the way the world's going, part of me is like fuck you and your ESG shit. Uh I'm gonna go find someone else. But then the other part of me is like, man, if these people really take power and shut down other shit, 
fuck. It's not like I, it's not. I put my money in, I get money out. Like, why do I care? But do you get money out? That's the worry. You know, it's, it's if the I, ESG I, score is good and the ESG shit goes, goes, goes global, then yes. Then yes, I, just, I do. I, well, I, do I'm just I so worried about holding any a- asset that is controlled by some kind of intermediary. You know, it's like, uh, obviously, a lot of this is the reason that crypto has been built. But even well, that, like, I mean, that depends on the digital infrastructure to function. Um, not that that's a flaw, but it just is what it is. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, it's just give me silver and ammo. That's where I'm, that's where my life is. Yeah. Give me silver I and ammunition. I actually started buying silver recently. My dad <laughs> turned it on, or turned, yeah. turned me on to silver. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, like, I'm looking at gold. Gold costs way more. Yeah. Investing in silver is an easy, easy in. Yeah. To precious metals, you know, I just know that if I, if I need it, it's there. Like there's nobody who they'd have to physically come and block me from having it, you know, in any other situation, there to, are obstructions not, not that could block be, me. you have to come and shoot me for it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like that, you know, that's the whole you, point is if I have a block of silver, like just stacks of fucking silver, tiny yeah. silver bars that I, that are like divided out into certified tradable, silver chunks yeah and what are you gonna do you're gonna come and you're gonna have to shoot me and take my silver then <laughs> you and me both man that's the future all right like straight up virginia style come and get it <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> all right thank you man we gotta let you go but have a good night all right you have a good night okay it's just plug out uh, my it, mouth. even with crypto and i'm a big crypto fan i worry about like what if these people sever you from the internet or the digital infrastructure itself. Yeah. What do you do then? Yeah. What if some Lichtensteins take your money too? What if anybody does? It's just the, whenever there's someone in control, some intermediary between you and your money and you and whoever you want to send money to or receive money from, even if that, that is simply like an ISP or an internet, like a network access intermediary in the case of crypto. I don't know. Or I guess I could just, I could store crypto on, uh, you could store it like on your own local setup and then they can't take it from you unless you, unless they cut your power or something. Well, that's a distinct possibility. I mean, I, the, it's just even the digital world kind of freaks me out at this point. I don't know. Um, okay. We are definitely uh, a little bit late to get to questions, but we'll, we'll stop our uh, calls there. Appreciate you guys calling in tonight. And uh, thanks for your patience. If you didn't make it in, uh, if you did not make it in uh, or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, of course, send us a, uh, an email question. The one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website. That's Matt Christensen. I always fumble my own name this time of night. Enunciate Matt Christensen media.com slash contact. There's a call and show question form on the page we'll answer your questions at the end of the show each week as we will right now uh we'll probably have to stick to the one answer each given we have uh a good volume here so let's stay disciplined i will make a pledge to do it myself since i usually violate it i saw dr pro says given the recent issues with the supply chain have either of you considered uh quote unquote urban homesteading my wife and i have a a lot a lot size of about 6,500 square feet and currently have several raised garden beds, a dozen chickens, two rabbits, a great Dane, as well as four children. So space is no excuse. Yeah. I mean, we have a small operation, but I do have more land 
than that. So I'm trying to get something bigger up and running. Hmm. I have a little bit to work with, not a lot. <laughs> it's, it's an emergency situation. No, they're so loud. It's, I'm sure they're having a great time. Yeah. Um, I I have not. What's your sunlight ability, situation in your yard? Um, decent, but of course, you know we're uh we're right a we're right about 45 degrees latitude, so some something of a northern climate and seasons can be a little bit harsh. But I know that plenty of people grow plenty of good things in greenhouses around here, and I know people have chickens too. In fact. Some of my neighbors a couple doors down do, and I don't even know if that's square with the HOA, but they Ooh, have them. You should do that if you can. So that, and I have a little bit of room to work with. I, it's not necessarily an issue of room for me. It's an issue of time, but yeah. there's no doubt that I need to put more thought into producing my own food. That's a great weakness uh, for me at this point. Um, Mr. Crescentstein, I'm not going to read all this, but I'll read most of it. This is for Matt. We've had a gentleman that is well known to our small town for stealing stuff. He went to high school with him, stealing gas tools um, from people's yards and vehicles. Many thousands of dollars worth of stuff. He is white trash. He stole a truck recently, crashed it. And despite having pending felony charges for theft, local PD in our neighboring town let him go without checking the VIN or checking if the vehicle was stolen. Shortly after they realized it was stolen uh, from a guy up the street where I live, many people have camera footage of him stealing from people. He uh, even has past convictions for it. At what point, if any, is vigilante justice acceptable? Hmm. That's for you. Whoa. <laughs> there's, at, there's an addendum there about what he would enjoy doing. Yeah, really. In this particular case. Um, let's put it this way. Is it possible to achieve vigilante justice? Yeah. Like, you don't want to ruin your life doing that. Either. Well, I just mean in a state of, let's say that there was a state of anarchy or just no government. Is it possible to seek and achieve justice against this guy absent the traditional structures of law enforcement that we think about? Sure. Um, that said, do we... There are better ways and and more moral ways to do that than others. And do we want to, I suppose, just have everybody enacting their own vigilante justice all of the time and trusting that the best and, and most moral form of justice will be applied? There have got to be a lot of safeguards on that. The assumption, yeah. I, I know in this case, you've got him on camera, but the assumption of innocence until proof of guilt has to be maintained. Otherwise, this is going to be abused um, into a lot of terrible situations. Um, I, I think that, I think that even there, even though there are cases where it's, it certainly could be achieved and be just, and perhaps this is one of them, the possibility for abuse necessitates that we slow down that process and we commit to a system that evaluates evidence, presumes innocence, and gives that guy the benefit of being able to make a case to his peers about why he did this or about why he didn't do it. I know that's frustrating, but. The other side, even if you'd be justified in this case, the prospect for abuse absent that system is so high that I just don't think it's a it's a good cost to pay in the, know, in the aggregate. Dude does deserve it. But you're of course, you're right. Um, this is I love big booty bitches. Assuming COVID and money weren't a factor. If you could have a week long vacation anywhere on Earth, where would you go and why? Um, hmm. I want to go to Japan. I've never been in Japan. I don't know that I have a specific destination. Mind. The one place we wanted to go for our honeymoon was to go to um, there are a lot of cool spots in the Scandinavian countries where you can sleep in those like see through yurts and see the northern lights. Ooh, we kinda, yeah, cool. We wanted to do that. So maybe someday. Someday. 
Uh, <laughs> Pikey Gangman. Is this a reference to Snatch? Do you think there are innate differences in people's sense of rhythm by race? I don't think it's just a stereotype that blacks have better rhythm than whites on average. This would neatly explain why American genres birthed by uh, blacks adapting whites music have such emphasis on rhythm, jazz, rhythm and blues, rock and roll, funk and rap. European classical music was very harmonically complex, but rhythmically very, uh, very simple. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, of course. Have you ever seen a white kid dance and then like a black kid dance like some people are just born with natural rhythm amongst them include like 99 percent of black people and like 10 percent of white people i don't know how what would be the best way to measure that but of course there are differences across all sorts of demographic groups so it, it doesn't seem implausible to me that there would be something of a natural inclination um, in some demographic groups over others toward rhythm or a sense of rhythm. That doesn't seem implausible to me. Yeah. Why I just don't know how, how you measure it comes out of China. Like, look at that boy dance. He's good. Like, how do you yeah, measure that? Exactly. Have you seen yeah. like a black four year old dance? It's like um, in the I've bones, seen, you know, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. I seen him. <laughs> I can't deny. Yeah. Bingo. What is the one concept you cannot understand no matter how hard you try? Uh, beg the question i'll get it i'll get it and then i'll use it improperly like six months later and then i'll try to remember how it's supposed to be used and i'm like i don't fucking understand this um well i could comp out and say what we talked about earlier hating someone but not letting them leave that's a very strange concept to me but it's not a concept it's a concept that you you don't get why they would do that, but it's not like a concept you can't understand. I think that I can't understand the mentality. Like, I understand, understand that that's the what they do. But you can understand the concept. Yeah, I understand that's what they do. I just can't understand the thinking behind it. Yeah, it it baffles me. Um, I but yeah, but there are a lot of themes like that that I just can't understand. The mentality of desperately wanting to control the lives of other people uh, to the extent that they really have no involvement with you or really any interaction with you necessarily at all i just don't that urge for control that that desire to run other people's lives yeah i can observe it i see it happening i can't put myself in that state of mind i i don't have a desire to do that to other people and it's it kind of baffles me to try to think how people exist in that mindset it's like don't you have enough shit going on in your own life to worry about Oh, people like the power. It's ego gratifying. I guess. Hockey fanatic. Why does there seem to be more trust? I almost said truest. Oh, it's that time of night. Uh, trust in the a monoclonal antibody treatment than the vaccines, despite them both being created under emergency use authorization and pushed by pharmaceutical companies. Didn't we answer this last week? I don't remember this one, but I... That's I would grant the premise that it seems much less controversial to talk about them than it ever did. Ivermectin or um, what's the other one? What's there was a hydroxychloroquine. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Why did monoclonal antibody treatments get the pass on that? I don't know. I I, probably some pharmaceutical agenda. Yeah, I I just haven't thought about that that much, but I, I, I grant the premise of the question. Uh, I don't think you're wrong about that. I wish I had a good answer, but I don't. So I'll have to punt on that, but think about it later, perhaps. Ha, huh? gay. <laughs> this is Matt, or that is the person, uh, Matt and Blonde. Yeah. When it comes to your family and friends, can you separate political issues from the people who hold them? Do either of you have close family 
or friends that strongly uh, differ in political beliefs than you. You know, I used to, but I don't anymore. Because I just, I don't know if it was the people or if it was me, but I became unable to separate these issues from like mm. projecting on someone's larger character. And mm. maybe it's because in general, it's become political issues have become so much more integral to the way we present ourselves morally or the way we see ourselves morally. Um, or if I'm just, I'm just less tolerant of, of differing viewpoints because I think it's annoying. Hmm. Uh, I friends and family, I have apolitical friends and family, or at least maybe not, they're not apolitical, but they just don't, they don't throw it in your face all the time. So we have good relationships regardless. And I really, especially with family, um, or even people with whom I interact on a friendly basis in maybe a professional way or a social way that's not related to what I do for business, right. I really don't bring up politics. So in some cases, um, I've had people learn about what I do after knowing me because yeah. I don't really advertise it and I don't want to talk politics if our relationship is not political because it'll probably get nuked. Um, and that's, that's kind of a point I make to them. Well, it's like, I, I'm not looking to destroy a conversation. So I really won't bring up politics generally, that's, unless it's yeah, an explicitly good. political scenario, but I don't have, do I have any friends who are overt leftists? Not anymore, not anymore. but it's not because I refuse to engage with people who disagree with me. It's Maybe because they inf- refuse to engage with you. now. They generally view a relationship with me as a moral failure. For the most part, the, there have been some people I've excused from my life because they were kind of <laughs> dead weight on my life and didn't yeah. really contribute anything meaningful. And then there are some people who just, you know, thought that I'm some kind of Nazi or whatever. Um, okay. That's hilarious. I can't imagine know. anybody uh, thinking about that, thinking uh, of you like that. But, okay. Uh, the, the thing is, the people who hold the, the progressive dogmatic views, one of their tenets is you can't have a relationship with someone who... Yeah, yeah disagrees i'm i'm perfectly willing to have a friendship and a, a family relationship with someone who disagrees with me so long as you understand the basic concept of more or less minding your own business yeah but in large yeah. part they can't the the progressive leftist who can mind his or her own business is very rare now so that's why those have fallen apart it's like okay you you got into my business and you got pissed off and you left yep okay yeah sorry exactly. see ya Chris M says, hey, faggots, how much of your opposition to COVID vaccines is medical? Vaccines are unsafe, untested, obfuscated data versus political bodily autonomy, the mandate itself. Is it a pretty even split or does one largely outweigh the other? Uh, versus political is a pretty even split as well. Um, I think a lot of it is medical for me. Hmm. Although I reject the premise that these are mutually exclusive. Well, he's saying how how much of each. They don't have to be. I'd say the majority is medical. Hmm. The obfuscated data thing. Yeah. Would you Until, say that... A lot that... of it's political. The mandate itself, I find uh, okay. distasteful. So even if you were convinced on the data, you would be a mandate opponent? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. For me... Uh, I don't know that I'm alarmist about the vaccines. I, I'm not denying uh, adverse outcomes that have happened. They are out there. There is a of risk course, in taking yeah. them. I don't 
I don't know that I'm convinced that it is a risk that is drastically different from a lot of vaccines. Granted, we haven't tested this one as thoroughly and we don't know. And I understand Um, that said, I, I, I don't I wouldn't say my opposition is because of. Uh, I, that I'm convinced that there are a lot of drastic effects that are that are going to happen. Um, for me, it's just that I don't think as a healthy youngish man that I need that sort of intervention to uh, to help me fight off coronavirus, which is at, at this point, at least uh, not just uh, it was, it, remember at the start. It was it's just the flu, bro. That was the meme. Well, yes, now it's not yeah. even just the flu bro. it's something even <laughs> below that so it's not a it's not like i'm i'm afraid of an adverse outcome it's just i don't i don't grant this this virus as something risky risky enough for that sort of intervention um that's where i would come from in a world free from mandates i would probably be a, a, a in medical opposition just because of risk reward that's analysis true. but the but for me, this is mostly a matter of principle and civil disobedience at this point. That decision is mine and mine alone to make, and I will make it on whatever terms I want. I will make it on terms as medically established or as kooky as I want, and nobody gets to stab me against my will, even if it's the quote-unquote medically right thing to do. I, I will never grant the moral premise that someone gets to come stab you for the greater good. Yeah, just not something I accept. So for me, um, probably 95 percent political, Um, 5 percent like I don't need I just don't need that. I don't need that. I guess that's not that's not a surprising answer, but that was a good answer. Um, Agnostic Gnostic. And God said, let there be light. He spoke it into existence to clarify magic. The issue we face is one of tribal psychology on the scale of billions. The Tower of Babel parallels with modern linguistic trickery and imposed unity of thought will as well as how poetically our ancestors described the world around them are best appreciated uh, in a shamanistic mindset. Uh, Most right-wingers are shape rotators. Most left-wingers are word cells. So it's no shock they choose to speak reality into fitting their narrative a lot of history is written by the winners. Um, let's see. What's the question here? Is this the sorcery the Bible warns of? And if so, is it forgivable to retaliate and kind of uh, to affect meaningful change on scale? How far back in tradition do we return? Or should we only wake others to the constant psychological attack? I mean, there's only so much you can do um, in trying to awake the normie. Like, it, it is Skag's lot in life. I think he's probably getting somewhere. Tim Pool is probably getting somewhere too. But I, I don't really know that people are as moved intellectually by reason and evidence as some people think that they are or can be. I think people are mostly emotionally maneuvered. Um, so so I don't know. And so I think that, that what we have to do is to return to tradition in some meaningful way. Uh, and that's the next step after trying to convert people to what's going on psychologically. Hmm. And how far back in tradition do we return? I don't know. I mean, it is possible that technology has destroyed society. Or maybe it will. I don't know that it has yet, but uh, I could like, imagine like, scenarios. I think that we would be yeah. better off uh, psychologically if we we're able to revert to an agrarian society, but not necessarily because an agrarian society post technology is not the same thing as an agrarian society pre-technology because we know 
we have all this information. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the the internet and the digital infrastructure that we've built does come with its downsides. I think that it is still the greatest invention, the greatest development that that man has ever uh, created. And I think that its benefits so far outweigh its downsides that it's not something I would ever want to deconstruct. But it does take discipline to avoid its pitfalls. And it does take it does. Yeah. a commitment to remembering what's most important in life and not falling into the illusion uh, of some of the... Well, I don't know, just the illusions of the Internet, you know, all your Instagram likes and all of those things. Yep. The, but the benefit of having all the world's knowledge accessible immediately. I mean, I, that, that's unbelievable. And I would never give that up. But yeah, you but you're to, operating under this assumption that more knowledge is always better. I'm not sure that that's even true. I would take it over the alternative. I would take it over living in ignorance and. and um, I'm not talking about living in ignorance. I'm talking about uh, limited knowledge. But you always have to the topic of discipline. You always have that option too. you know, it's like you can turn the Internet. It doesn't have to be destroyed. You as an individual can turn it off. Everybody has that power and it should be exercised. Living a life on the Internet is a miserable existence if you don't it is. supplement <laughs> it with other things. Yeah. Um, That's true. I mean, I love the I wouldn't do what I do if I didn't love the Internet. But That's there's the a reason question. there's a reason I say like there's a reason my life is pretty strictly scheduled now's the time to turn off the internet machine and go out there and do something that is more connected with with real life and yeah. i think everybody should be doing that certainly yep Ch <laughs> chink in the chain if your industry youtube didn't exist what do you think you'd do for a living Ooh. i just want to be a mom ain't nothing just wrong with that stay at home with my kids that's all if I had to start from scratch, um, well, can I can I take the easy route and say, can I do radio? <laughs> can I walk down to the no, radio station and say, that. no, of course um, not. No, seriously speaking, I probably would put serious thought to something like law school. Um, I don't think that that would be a happy life for me, but I think that that's a way that I could probably provide a good um, that I could that I could provide well for my family is if I you know, if I found a path to become a lawyer and yeah. and defended uh, people I hate <laughs> or, you know, uh, prosecuted on behalf of people I hate. Uh, I'm sure that some of the skills would translate, at least I hope. That said, um, I thought for a while I was going to do that coming out of college. And then I took the LSAT, the, yeah. the test. Did you to do get badly? In. I didn't treat it seriously enough. So I did pretty poorly. I mean, I did well enough that I could have got into like a lower tier law school. Yeah, but I not that, I, I didn't do as well enough as I could or should have because I didn't I didn't treat it seriously. I, I've been able to up until that point in my life, I had been able to do decently well on standardized tests just by, you know, just going and taking it. Yeah. And this is not um, the LSAT is. I mean, it's a game, really. You have to it's it's playing a game. It's it's like sh it's like showing up and trying to play chess without ever actually having familiarized yourself with the rules. And it's yeah. not it's not that you can't learn how to do it in the moment, but you got to do it fast. It's a lot of yeah. timing stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just didn't prepare for this. That's I'm I'm an idiot. So it never worked out, but that's probably for the best. I don't want to be a lawyer. I just think maybe I could if You'd I had to be a good lawyer. Anyway, um, did I read that one? Yeah. Next is Ella. 
Uh, hi, Blonde and Matt. How did you celebrate Valentine's Day? Is romance important in a marriage? I ask this because I hate romantic gestures. I feel smothered. Shudder. Mm. Um, I am fighting a very disgusting illness right now. And so I just like laid on the couch. Mm. And then eventually I had to get up and make my husband dinner. And then I went to sleep. So no, no romance. We're not big into celebrating holidays. I wish I could describe some grand gesture that I did. My wife had been called for jury duty the day after. So my parents, <laughs> my parents were over in preparation for her potentially having to go to jury duty on Tuesday morning and me having to work. So oh. the best, uh, the, the present, the present was a call from uh, the county uh, law and justice center here telling my wife that she does not have to go to jury duty but we just had a nice uh, time with my parents and my parents went home because they we didn't need a babysitter after all um i i will acknowledge because because my wife is not the same as the the questioner there like she she has an appetite for the gestures and the romance and all that stuff and that's not it's admittedly not my strength it's something that i have to it just it's sort of it feels sort of out of character it's not that i don't appreciate and love my wife i do mm-hmm. but that stuff is for me, it's like the way I show love for my family is by providing for my family. It's not like uh, chocolates and flowers kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But you know, um, for a lot of women that is that, that sort of like grand gesture type stuff is how they receive love. And I get that. I need to improve on that front. I, <laughs> it's never going to feel totally natural to my character, but uh, right. I'll do what I can. I hear you. It's not for everybody. Do uh, you appreciate the, I know you say you don't, you're not into holidays, but do you appreciate like the, the love gesture? Does that matter to you? Like the, the chocolate and flower thing or the, the gifts or something like that? I don't even remember because my husband, I don't think my husband has ever done that. Hmm. Like ever, not even once, not even when we were dating. I don't think. I'm sure I I wouldn't be like, oh, no, you got me flowers, you dick. But like, I just (laughs) I can't even remember if that's important to me. (laughs) Ah, well, that's how you know that you're in a good, long lasting marriage. (laughs) Congratulations. Are you reading Harry Balzac? (laughs) I can. Blonde, you put me on to the Bible in a Year podcast. It's great. In a recent episode talking of the Ten Commandments, Father Mike says that command without covenant is like rules without a relationship. I quite like this phrasing, but it made me wonder how our relationship with God is consensual. If we have to first consent to God, does it grant a moral framework that exists outside of his command, as in recognize moral good independently from God? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Made me wonder if our relationship with God is consensual. I yeah, I think it is consensual because there's a grave punishment for opting out of your relationship with God. But I don't know that I grant the second premise. If we have to first consent to God, does that grant a moral framework that exists outside of his command? Well, no, because if you are operating outside of the existence of God and you're creating a moral framework outside of that which is um, given by God, then you're behaving immorally, whether or not you think you aren't. Okay. I'll, I'll just leave this question to you, I think, because it was specifically for you. Okay. Zuckenberg 
since Matt let his skincare routine out, his secret skincare routine, <laughs> my wife is bugging me to ask Blonde's secret hair care, skincare, and makeup routine, please share. I'm not doing the makeup thing, but hmm. skincare. I used to do all sorts of stuff, but now I just use a vitamin C serum and then um, I use lotion and that's that's pretty much it. And I like do a mask every few days. And my hair, I never wash it. I only get it done twice a year and I oil the ends. And that's pretty much it. You I wash never it like, wash it? I wash it like once a week. As in, uh, does that mean no rinsing or does that mean no shampoo? Oh, I don't do anything to it. Not even like, rinse? No. Uh, twice wow. a week, maybe, I shampoo and condition my hair. No, oh, Well, that's not never. That's like somewhat frequently. Twice a week? Once a week? Well, that's... Yeah, Most people wash I mean, their hair every day. But it's, it's still... Bad it's for for hair, for treated hair. Yeah. And my hair is very, very long these days. Hmm. Super long. Um, yeah. Tommy says, what are your thoughts on prison reform, especially when looking at countries in Europe with more lenient punishments, yet lower rates of recidivism? That's a tough one um, because a lot of um like the julius jones case he was a con- you know obvious obviously a murderer in cases like rodney reed and like people that are clearly violent murderers and people that commit sexual assault and stuff like that if you have prison reform um people like that are going to get out in our political climate uh because of the pressure on politicians to not highlight the fact that uh, minorities commit a disproportionate amount of violent crime. So while I agree in terms of like, uh, I agree ethically in, in prison reform, especially for nonviolent drug offenses and things like that, it will be used as a Trojan horse to release your Rodney Reeds and your Julius Jones. It already is. I would... What I would like to see is uh, more of a reform of the legal and law enforcement structure. And that is to say, let's drastically reduce the size and scope of federal law and federal prison and return almost all policing back to the states. Get rid of the FBI. Yeah. Yeah, The the CIA isn't even supposed to be doing any sort of domestic law enforcement, yet they end up uh, at least assisting in surveillance type situations. I think that... um, Like, do I want people to go to prison for, quote unquote, victimless crimes or situations where you didn't violate the rights of another? No, Um, but there's enough. It's a difficult enough situation to perfect that I want more competition among states like any other issue. Yeah. Allow states to handle their law enforcement, their legal structure and what they do with their criminals. And let's see what works well right now when you have. It's not that, you know, we don't have plenty of state criminals, too. But when you have a federal a monstrosity of federal prisons, I mean, that just is what it is. Is it too relaxed? Is it too strict? Well, you're never going to get the perfect system. You want accountability. Return this to people who are more accountable to you. Return this stuff to the states and get a better system. That would be my uh, approach on this because I just don't like anything. I don't think that there's a perfect one size fits all answer. Get it more local. You'll have something closer to perfect in your particular area. Valentine says, hi, homies. In honor of Valentine's Day, Matt and Blonde, can you share uh, your wedding proposal stories? I can share a little oh, bit. Um, I, don't I can't get remember. too personal. but I think you took me to like a beach or something, but I had I designed my own engagement ring, so there was really no element of surprise. But I'm a, a firm beach believer. beach or something? You don't remember where it was? 
It was on <laughs> on the Oregon coast, Washington coast, ah. Port Townsend, not Port Townsend, like the nicer. Is Port Orchard or Port Townsend the shitty one? It was the nicer one. Hmm. Anyway, I, I'm just a firm believer that if you're surprised by somebody's proposal that you should probably say no because you aren't in tune enough with what's going on with your relationship. Uh, like nobody should be surprised when they get proposed to. Yeah, I would say, well, <laughs> mine, any, any hope at surprise I had was fumbled because we were packing for a trip for her birthday. It was the day after her birthday that we got engaged and I was fumbling around with my stuff and she noticed uh, a ring box in my, uh, in my luggage. So did she uh, say know, something to you? No, she didn't at the time, but she that later confessed correct. That, that she saw it. But yeah. of course we had had this conversation. She knew that we were going to get engaged to your yeah. point. The, yeah. the, the general ask was not a surprise. Maybe, maybe the specific circumstances would have been, but the place was um, Taggart Lake in Grand Teton National Park is a very uh, pristine, pretty mountain lake right below the Tetons. And um, there's a cool there's it's a short, accessible trail because it was her birthday, too. So we had had a fun time in Jackson and maybe had a few too many drinks the night before. And, and we, it's, it's like, no, no, we have to go on this morning hike. We have to go now. She's kind of lightly <laughs> hung over and I'm trying to. Tell her how important this hike is. It's only like a mile to get up there, but it's got a cool rock that overhangs the lake. Both of you um, are trash at keeping secrets. Uh, I'm not a great secret keeper, yeah. But the the what setting kind of was prenatal vitamin. Should I take? <laughs> the setting was very cool, um, and the specifics of the ask. If I could do them over again, I might. Um, not that I botched anything, but I think I made it. I made it a little too jokey um, and I probably should have treated it a little more sincerely than I did. But in the end it worked. In fact, but I did, I did it a lot. I went through the trouble inside the box with the ring. I cut out a little Pepe who was holding the ring like that. Like I, I did the detail work That's um, gay. and she still has the Pepe. Of course. So Gotta keep the Pepe. I didn't know you this, did it. That's sweet. And this was back in, no, this was 2019. Pepe was a pretty dead meme by then, so I guess I should admit to that. But we just we have an appreciation for it, so I went and did that, and I did. It was good. Um, but yeah, you're to the main point. You're exactly right. These are conversations you and uh, your spouse to be should have before the ask is ever made. Totally, you should be on the same page. So the fairy tale aspect of it is kind of overstated, I think. Yep. Based oh, Somalian James Fields colon dike dike launcher. Oh, that that that's the guy in Seattle. That's who he is. Good for him. Uh, hold on. I, okay. Do you think that the Durham findings that confirm the allegations made against the Clinton campaign will be enough to destroy any possibility of another Clinton presidential run in 2024? I I don't. I just think she's too old and decrepit. I guess that didn't stop Biden. I'm just not I'm, I just don't think it's going to happen. Her time was um, was before it was 2016. That was the only time I will never count her out until I personally see her dead corpse with the head severed from the body and all the appendages cut off. That doesn't too. mean and fuck not, all. <laughs> I just she's like a horror movie creature that, you know, could reanimate for like cut off her finger and it could yeah. grow the rest of her back again. I'm not counting her out ever. I, I, I'm not counting her out as like worming her way into uh, assuming the presidency after Joe Biden uh, dies or quits. Yeah. 
so do I think the Durham investigation will eliminate her? Never, not a chance. Even though I do think we have a high prospect of learning some more things out of it. Um, but is it going to result in the right people going to prison? I would, I, I'm not optimistic about that. Mm. Crazy custodian sa- uh, says, is there any chance for a political divide to go back to how it was during the Bush years or even the Obama years? Was there a particular policy that got us here or is there a politician that can write the ship now? Is there more we can do besides just bitch and moan about how bad it's got uh, and how much worse it will undoubtedly be? Anyway, big fan of the show. Never es- enter it. Never underestimate the value, uh, the hope this show creates for your audience and how that hope That's is such nice. a gift. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I um, think we got ourselves into some hot water thinking that Trump was going to bail us out of like a hundred year drift into cultural destruction that happened preceding his presidency. Like no politician is going to be able to right this ship now. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Is there more we can do besides just bitch? Yeah, we can have babies and have little homesteads and get to know our neighbors and wait for society to collapse. Yeah. No matter who the president is or whatever national politics are, even if they're perfect and great, it is still your obligation first and foremost to build the best situation around you that you possibly can. When everybody does that first and foremost, we have society at its strongest. So never lose focus of that. And and I don't, and I will always um, maintain optimism in that. Not only because I believe it, but because I consider it to be a moral obligation for the caretaking of my family. If I lose my will, uh, my family will suffer and I won't put them through that. Uh, But as far as like the political prospects, I don't think we have a problem of leadership, though our leaders are drastically corrupt. What I mean is I think that the values that we as the people hold have been similarly corrupted, similarly uh, perverted, similarly destroyed. And until we get back on track agreeing on what the fundamental values of our country are, what our organizing principles are, we will continue to elect uh, absolutely awful people into office. And I just don't don't, really see any way we can do that. I I don't know. Like if I were to sit down with a with a uh, San Francisco leftist right now, and I'm not saying I couldn't and have a civil conversation, I could, but I, I don't know what fundamental core principles we would agree on. Yeah. And maybe that's been like that at prior times in our country's history. Maybe not. I haven't lived in those times. I just, I think the fundamental concepts of our declaration, our constitution are not accepted or believed in by a a huge portion of our country. And, and that's, I don't have to be pessimistic to say that's not really reconcilable. It's kind of like, yeah, that's not just, black pill or anything like that. That's yeah, just I, realistic. Um, so yeah, we, we have to fix our own moral core as citizens and become philosophically clear again as citizens to have any hope. And uh, that's going to be a little bit, it's going to be some work if we get back there. Yeah, if it's never happened. Okay. Halo with horns. Halo with horns. Am I illiterate? My son is looking for a car to gain independence while chatting with a salesman about used cars. We learned to test drive you must qualify for a loan or have enough money ready to purchase. I asked the salesman, salesman why. He, his answer was the new rules since COVID and something about limiting their dealerships. The dealerships <laughs> need to clean the vehicle after every test drive. How far reaching is the COVID excuse into keeping tabs on everyone feeling old and crotchety? You aren't old and crotchety. This is pissing young people off too. 
That's completely ridiculous. I I I want to say congratulations on finding a car for sale. Is this a is this a new car or a used car? That is a used car. Oh, it's it's a unicorn still, man. But you're probably that's the other side of of this issue. You're probably going to pay new car prices for a damn used car. The car market is so screwy. We just uh, we've had like casual interest in 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 trading in or picking up a new car of some. Just giving up like that's not happening. Yeah. Even if you find the car you want, you're going to overpay for it. And I'm just not going to do it. Uh, but you're not you're not out of bounds for being enraged by that kind of bullshit. I see it all the time. You know and- what's so lame about COVID? It's making all of this stuff that should be like a like a fun time in people's lives. Like I remember when this started, I, I ran into these two girls. I was talking to these two girls in line at like these really cute high school girls at Target. And they were just talking about like what it's like to not go to your senior prom. Yeah, how fucking lame this is and everything. And it's like, God, like things happen in high school. You never get that time back. Things happen no. in college. You never get that time back. And then later you're old and you're like, I'm really glad I got to do this rite of passage thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like buying buying your first car and stuff like yeah. that. And people just can't do it. It's lame. I was looking through my high school yearbook not long ago. And it's like, um, yeah, are my prom memories that important? to me now or you know how goofy i look in that yearbook picture is that that important it's not grand scheme but when those memories are erased or polluted with masks it does it does rob you of a once in a lifetime experience even if it's not the most important once in a lifetime experience and i just what it's like we talked about on sunday man what what we've done to kids um, oh, it's so fucked up. All these kids are going to be so weird in 20 years because you have so much neuroplasticity when you're like four and you yeah. need to see people's facial expressions to understand how to emote, how to perceive emotions, how to not be a weird fucking autist. We're not even going to see and, this until and 15, I remember, 20 years from now. When I think back to high school, I, I think I was a pretty well-adjusted kid who did all right in school, all those things. But I also remember the social anxiety of high school. Oh my and I look God. back on those sit- situations and realize how stupid they were. But I can remember the crippling anxiety of situations X, Y, and Z. And just yeah. how much worse that must be when you throw in all this unnecessary stress on top of it. Yeah. Why? Why are we doing Why? It's a tough time, yeah. man. The, the joys... The joys that you get in your teen years can be few and far between. And to rob those kids of them because we as adults feel threatened by their existence. It's just, yeah, I'm sorry. It's again, it's our job as adults to assume some trauma, some risk on behalf of our children. If we can't, we're shitty parents. End of story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Incompetent hand says, Matt, I know you always uh, take a massive salt lick with the timing argument. But have you seen the clip of stand-up uh, Heather McDonald passing out on stage? A day later, really we Heather were told that Bob Saget ha- also sustained a heavy blow to his head. Uh, this is the results of his autopsy. Now a judge is keeping Saget's report sealed. Massad approved coincidence, or does the tinfoil have legs? I don't. Um, to be to be clear, I don't think that coincidental timing is never of value. My only beef with the timing thing is. Anytime you want to pose any insane theory, you can always say, well, the timing and compare it to something, yeah, the something. timing of this relative to that. It's not that it's never valid. It's just that it it can be uh, invalidly posed very easily. 
that's my only beef with it. But um, the Bob Saget stuff I actually find very interesting. I, don't, I might want to talk about it on Sunday, depending on whatever else there is to talk about. But the fact that he appears to have uh, skull damage and the family is fighting for information not to be released. It could be as simple as he slipped in the shower and felt weird. So he went down for a nap and never woke up. Or it could be something more weird in play. I don't know that I buy it. I, well, I don't want to. Why would it. anybody murder him though? Like, I know he got boosted recently, but wouldn't he have had to die? And then somebody came in and made it appear as though he had head trauma. Is that the allegation that people are making? I don't know who would want to actually murder Bob Saget. Seems like a, and if you did, it seems like a hard way to achieve it while still getting away with it. Just blunt force to the head, right? Like th- this couldn't possibly have been the best way to do it. Hmm. Anyway, I don't know the Heather McDonald situation. So she was a comedian. She fell um, on stage, passed out on stage after getting her COVID vaccine and flu shot. I think, but didn't die. She's fine. No, she's fine. Okay. Um, Emperor Care Bear four twenty. I asked this as a currently fat guy. <laughs> But what do you all think of um, municipalities making being fat due to gluttony and poor <laughs> diet illegal? Um, no, I mean, I, I, w- I want people to have the choice to ruin their lives through a innumerable vices that we're exposed to, but to choose not to because of their faith in God and their respect for God. That's what I want. We're not going to do that by, by making things illegal. People need to have better sense of self, better um, respect for their own body. And that there's that's the only way to achieve it, too. There's no choice in my life that I've ever stuck to because someone pointed a gun at me. Yeah. I've stuck to things because I've seen morally clear reasons why I should or should not do that particular behavior. There's an interesting because obviously it's not the kind of law that I would want in my municipality or state. But I wonder, um, given that we've accepted all sorts of medical tyranny into our lives, for lack of a better term. Would it be legal? Um, what would say, like, let's say a, a state passed that law. It, it's illegal to have a BMI over X. Yeah. Assuming that would be challenged to the Supreme Court, I guess under some, like, what would be the basis of the challenge? And, and would it actually be legal to pass such a law? I don't see any, if they can, if they can stab you against your will for the greater good in all sorts of situations, or if they can, uh, well, I don't know. They can't really ban you from smoking. Can they legally ban you from smoking as an adult? Has that ever been challenged? Can they just I mean, say no could. smoking? It's period? just prohibition for cigarettes. Yeah. So they're con- right. Or prohibition. That's a good, that's another good comparison. Um, I'm pretty sure it would be, Ill- I guess I, I would have to say it'd be a legal move. I'm yeah. guessing it would be a legal move. Not that it matters. I would never support it, but would it would it stand legal scrutiny? It's an interesting thing to think about. Anyway, um, I seriously doubt it. Close to the bottom of the hour, so let's catch up with chat and uh, and call it a night. Thank you guys for the questions. Appreciate it. Again, if you want to send an email question for the stream, contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Thank you guys for those tonight. We're good on Tippy Stream over on D Live. Tim Hamby, thanks for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll catch up with YouTube and we'll call it a night. Have you looked up pictures of Bob Saget's daughters? It's so unfortunate. They one look looks exactly like Bob Saget in a wig. So much like Bob Saget in a wig. I didn't I know mean, they're were all more. they're all ugly, <laughs> but like one of them is like just Bob Saget, like it's, tranny Bob Saget. Oh, so there's <laughs> there are wait 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 there are three. 
There are three, yeah. Aubrey, Jennifer, and Lara. None of them bangable. Well, let me see. But that middle <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, wait, here's all three of them in a picture. Yeah, I mean, the... I mean, not like Rumor Willis rough. Rumor Will, Bruce Will, Willis, that's right. I think yeah. it's Aubrey who looks exactly like Bob. <sighs> it's a real bummer. I mean, just just cut her hair and put the glasses on her and she's him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Long Don John, to be fair to Andrew Torba, if you can't find porn on the internet, the problem isn't Gab or Andrew. The problem is you. That Truer words have never been spoken on comedy. Wait, I'm, repeat it one, once more. I'm not sure. I've to be totally... fair to Torba, if you can't find porn on the internet, the problem isn't Gab or Andrew. The problem is you. If you can't find it? Yeah. Why is this over my head? What am I missing here? Because it's so easy to oh, find porn. It's just, yeah. I, yeah. Um, incompetent hands. The, that's the thing about ivory towers. They're detached and they have a long way to fall. We don't give Matt enough credit for his writing. See you Sunday. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. Did you say that in a recent video? Uh, what I posted today, yeah. I was talking about how this is a battle of blue collars and ivory towers, and it could very easily be resolved if the ivory towers just had like a, a, a bit of awareness for or respect for either their people or their own political futures. But that's kind of the nature of the way they exist. They just they are detached and they eventually fall down. That's why they're so high up there in their untouchable well, place. You're pretty smart, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, try, I always aim to be poetic. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed Holden it. Holden Mulray. Uh, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. That's James. No, mm. one another. Yeah, maybe there is a biblical basis to support confession to a priest. He also said, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's John. Hmm. Man, I hope I'm not going to hell. Well, I'll see you there. If so. No, Stephen Suarez. <laughs> if you trust, go to heaven, put in the good word for me. I need to. I'll be like, that's gag. I know he yeah. was an infuriating agnostic, but at least he, he wasn't an atheist. That's um, true. That's the best I can say. Steven Suarez, trust us when you know us, not when we lean right. That's true. He, that's the faggot vote right there. Uh, yeah, that, that's true for anybody. Like you shouldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's trust the individual based on individual knowledge of that person. It's really that simple. Although I really do want to just trust Candace Owens, even though I don't know her very well. Uh, she's just so pretty and photogenic and she's so good on camera. Every interview I see with her with Tucker, I'm like, wow. Like she just that bitch has like excellent screen appeal. I just oh. want to trust her mostly because she's black. Seagram's gin. <laughs> Matt, the YouTube channel ready to harvest is probably the best to get quick objective summaries on the different denominations. Ready. To uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll have to check it out and maybe. Um, there's just the thing is, I, I'll have to commit. It's like there. It's it's kind of like the church thing. You know, I know I've been saying for a long time, oh, yeah, I need to, like, yeah. uh, devote more time to that or think about this more. It's the same thing with a lot of um, skill development or prep stuff. You always think I'm going to do that. And then, you know, your day to day tasks get the best of you and your time for doing that never really comes. It's just like anything else. Like my days are so much more productive when I when I kind of have them scheduled and I know exactly what I'm going to do at what time yeah. I need to get better at that long term. Like I'm going to do this skill development in this window of a couple months time. 
And here's what I'm going to contribute to that on a daily or weekly basis. Hmm. Uh, I don't have, uh, that's, that's just something I need to do. I don't, I don't plan that far out. I probably should. It's a hard thing to do. I'm, I'm a psychopath. Uh, no witty banter today. Just wanted to say hello and throw you a couple of shekels. Life's been rough as of late, but I'm holding my line. I'm not Canadian, but keep on trucking. Say a prayer to I need it. We will. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry that. to hear that, but uh, but hopefully all things resolve. And thanks for supporting the show and, and all the best to uh, you and yours. Thank you. P convenience. I appreciate Matt's video about Trudeau invoking the Emergency Act and the argument that if their actions are illegal, you can just enforce existing laws. Have some maple bucks as a thank you. I haven't watched your video <laughs> from today, but I got to watch this. Well, thanks. But that's what's weird is one of their justifications is, well, we you can you can invoke the Emergencies Act when the existing legal structure is insufficient to address the issue. But you're also calling the blockades illegal and you also removed the people on the bridge with existing law. But I guess the existing law, the, the law that they don't have is the pretext to just remove people from Ottawa, which they're now reportedly uh, setting up to do. This is so crazy. So anyway, Godspeed uh, up north, and thank you for tuning in and, and supporting the show. Tim Hammond says, mass mandates are conspiracy by the butterfaces. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> I suppose all the meth mouths have really been enjoying yeah. this time. Never been a better time to have a fucked up grill, but pretty blue eyes. Freaking Sweet hmm. Taco says, um, a vexatious quibble, which tends to confound. Who danced out of out of joy when the towers fell down? I forgot about freaking Sweet Taco. Ah. That, that I need to keep an eye on you. Tribe 84, <laughs> what is your earliest memory? Okay. When I was like th- three, I remember putting a like a caterpillar in my mouth and then spitting it out and being like, wh- why would I do that? Like, I remember <laughs> thinking like, like, why on earth did I, I just like popped it into my mouth like it was reflex. And then I remember uh, being like, what the fuck? Like, why, why on earth did I do that? First memory. Uh, I don't know if it's my first, but one of my earliest, I've mentioned it before, but getting lost at the San Diego Zoo. <gasps> that sounds I, terrible. That's I was right. only a few years old. I, I don't know if I remember much before that, but th- that was such a eventful experience that some of that, I wouldn't say it's burned into my brain, but some of that is, I can remember certain imagery and certain feelings of uh, curiosity or fear or just, you know, just a crazy situation. Little skag. Yeah. Um, Majorison forgot you were on tonight. Still monetized this deep into it. So proud of you, blonde. No, I'm not monetized. Skag somehow. You're I only monetized even... through this channel indirectly. Yeah, but, but that in and of itself is just truly remarkable. It is odd that YouTube has said, whoa, no way. This bitch can't have monetization on her channel. But if she goes over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and at least on the streams uh, says, you know, half the words, then we don't care. Um, well, I stopped getting ad revenue like four years ago. It was a long time. It was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I think we're good over here. And I, I think I mentioned it, but um, the, the, the hard R episode that got fully monetized. This last week's episode also got fully monetized. And I forgot there was something in there too, uh, where I was surprised by that. But also, the talk hard... about lazy black people a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe it was that. It was. That, I think it was that that the hoax hates from the communities of color are not high enough effort. That that's that was that. Um, yeah. But then in the in the hard R episode where we talked about Joe Rogan, we also showed all that Amir Locke footage, which was really right, right. You and know, sometimes they'll episode... get you on that stuff. Oh god, I don't know. It was like a year ago. Where I actually talked about um, how we should cut off Nancy Pelosi's head. Yeah, I remember and then, that. 
my dad got super pissed and he like sent me a message. He's like, you can't be saying stuff. He's never done this before. <laughs> you can't be saying it's incitement. Like they could come after you. The government could come after you. I was like, <laughs> I was all freaked out for a little while. And that was um, monetized. Yeah. yeah. I remember because I, I uh, or we had considered to like, which we almost never do, but to protect ourselves really to, to clip that out. We decided not um, to. But we decided not to because it was monetized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, YouTube works in mysterious ways. All right. Because I don't think I phrased it like, I think I phrased it like instructionally. Yeah. Like in this latest video I posted, I was talking about the concept of Justin Trudeau getting tarred and feathered, trying to be clear that I'm not advocating it. <laughs> in your case, you were definitely advocating it. I was like, we need to get groups together. We need to form militias. We need to come, Everybody come, come to my house at nine in the morning and bring all the spikes you have, the sharpest ones. It was not my finest moment. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Are we all set? No, we're good. Oh, uh, Dangerous Space says, two new callers tonight. Keep trying. You'll get on one day. Ah, it's a well, super thank you. exclusive show. Thank you for your help, as always. Uh, appreciate it. And thank you to you guys who called in and sent us... Uh, email questions and send us super chats and all that we appreciate you guys as well and if you're listening later on demand thank you kindly as well we appreciate that also uh we will be back on sunday of course talking about whatever the week's happenings between now and then are of course if you want to find anything else show related check out the website that's mattchristiansonmedia.com we'll be back sunday have a great night thanks for hanging out with us bye guys